Only one of them. Can you pull that up and look at that, Caleb? Bam, we're live. <laughs> like what word you can't say? Yeah, like is we using the word rape bad in the title of a video? <laughs> or the first 10 seconds of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a morning. I was just telling these guys, sorry I'm late. I fell down a rabbit hole of Epstein. Uh, stuff it's really hard to find anything new on the guy but did you ever see that youtube footage of of him of the guys who landed on the island and are walking around the island no there's footage yeah there's footage of two random guys who who take a boat over to the island oh shit and they're cruising around on the island yeah i don't uh I didn't know that you couldn't use. What's it say, Caleb? No, not not cheese rape. I couldn't find like the list <laughs> of things. There's uh, no definitive. It's not like YouTube created a list of them and rape in YouTube that, but titles. YouTube, yeah. So I must say, my only reference is the larger YouTube stations that we that I reference sometimes in terms of research for this show and what they say and what they don't say and how they say it and what they. And, and how they change the words. And uh, that's one of the main ones that they don't say or change. So, okay. You could change it. Now you can go over there and you want to just drop the A or something and put in an asterisk mark. I yeah. just changed it. I just took out the word and said, now it says video. Ah, you're a good dude. So if the title says my abuser attempted to rape me or I had an abortion, then this content is flagged heavily and restricted. Wow. Really? What, can can, can I think all this weird shit's been happening to our YouTube channel? Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> wow, here's a wow. You're a nine eleven free the nipple eight chan abort. What eight chan? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna hit all the words in one go. <laughs> AIDS accused abuse. Wow, there's a whole. Uh, I mean, I understand some of these ass fucker. Like, I understand you can't have bang bros in the title. <laughs> Dang it. Blowjobs, boners, boobies. Wow, there's 15,000 words. Holy smokes. This is incredible. What uh here's one. It says that you couldn't you if you write blacks accused of rape. You toast. What about Floyd 19 and anal? Uh, I guess anal. I didn't see Floyd 19, but anal's a no-no. <laughs> Hey, that would definitely be cool if Floyd 19 was on there. That would be cool. Wow, bullying, bulimia, Bukati. You say bull you say bullying and bulimia the way that the other words should be pronounced. Bullying. 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 Bullying and bulimia. Bulimia. Bugatti. Bugatti. That's the one with all the semen. Is that what Bugatti is? No, I just said it as like a car. car. Oh, I, I thought that was that. like porn where there's like there's a lot of semen or something. <laughs> no, that's Bukaki. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I should read more. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. <laughs> I, I first of all, I first of all I was late. I, I looked and I and I hadn't even jumped in the shower and it was six fifty. I was like, oh my god, what have I done? I've never done that. And then I come in here and my light stopped working. 
Does the lighting look mm. different? I had to set up a different light. Still looks good. Looks softer. <sighs> yeah, it's a soft. Yeah, it's a softer light. Well, well done. Okay. All right. Um. Okay, let's let's try. Uh, I wonder if we just did some things. What, let's go to one oh five. Sorry, Maddie Rogers. Is Maddie Rogers the the weightlifter who always trains in front of like a Ukrainian flag or LGBTQ flag, and she has all the skin issues, but doesn't correlate it to <laughs> getting the injection? That's her. A recent yeah. change in prescriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just see if we can get the. Okay, here we go. That I titled this one. Sorry, Maddie. Now I want to say all this is conspiracy and not true. Not. not- between the suspicious surge in the pox of the monkey, an unusual outbreak in liver inflammation among kids, an alarming number of attacks on the heart, inflammation of the heart, cardiovascular disease, and strokes, it would appear these arm cocktails they force in the population are causing acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, or AIDS. Now remember, all adverse effects from these drafts you see on VAERS are grossly underreported. Maybe 1% to 10% of adverse events are actually reported. The total number of acquired immune disorders from 2000 to 2020 was 21. That number just went up to 386 in 2021, a 1,145% increase. Being a life-threatening organ dysfunction triggered by infection had 75 cases totaling from 2000 to 2020 due to jabs. In 2021 alone, it had 1,593 cases with the overwhelming majority due to the Fauci outcheat. That's a 2,024% increase. Same for herpes, which had a rise of 18,336 cases, one compared to 926 combined in the last 20 years. So it would make sense that the predictive programming is used like this article I found in Fortune, predicting a rise in human immune viruses. Evidence coming out that there's a mammoth rise in STDs and HIV with 1.6 million cases reported in 2021. If only we knew what else happened in 2021, we can tie this to. Happy Thursday, savages, except you, people that push for this. I would have a battle of wits with you, but it would appear that you are unarmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Check that out. Um, Wait, don't, don't we correlate the STD and all that just for the fact that everybody was stuck inside? Yeah, that's like, fair. I'm, maybe I'm, shit I'm, just got weird. You know, maybe stuck I'm, open to, I'm open to talk about that. Yeah. You're yeah, inside. Time for everything. Yeah. You were boning more people, more time for Tinder. More spread. It's totally possible. Mm-hmm. These are all old ones. I don't want to, I, I have some new ones, but I want to see if I can. Uh, oh, this one has a great title 99 Scumbag in the Wild. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. My wife got herpes because of the jab. I'm not even going to pull that comment up. Keep it anonymous, but um, yeah. <laughs> Keep there you it go. Anonymous. Hey, if you, if you think that this is just crazy talk too, Here's what you do. Find a nurse friend who works in a hospital and just start asking them questions. Don't ask them just straight up. Um, do you think that the jab fucked people? Just start being like, hey, have you noticed an increase? And start naming off some shit. It's awesome. Don't ask me, though. Yeah, don't ask uh, Caleb. <laughs> and most people just say, you should be more worried right now that our hospitals are being overrun. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... I'm just playing the side of the fence. This well, you know where hospitals are being overrun, though, is in, in Canada and England. Definitely being overrun there. Okay, let's. This is. I just love the title of this. I don't even remember what this is. Scumbag in the wild. Here we go. The Oversight of from Indiana, Mr. Hollingsworth, is now recognized for five minutes. 
Well, good afternoon. I'm excited to be here with each of you. Before I get started on my questions, Mr. Moynihan, I wanted to let you know, Saruthi, raise your hand, Saruthi. She has been my team member for a couple of years now, but on Monday, she becomes a Bank of America team member, about which she is very, very excited. So I hope you'll take good care of her and know and recognize the talent this? that she has shown already in our office. <laughs> this is a, for those of you who can't see this, who aren't watching it, this is uh, the uh, re uh, Republican from Indiana's 9th District, Trey Hollingsworth, interviewing a bunch of executives. Maybe they're even CEOs of like five or six of the major banks in the uh, United States, it's some sort of inquiry. And before he even digs in, he's he's thanking the bank for offering a job to one of his former assistants um, who is now switching to the banks. Absolutely fucking insane. Basically showing the relationship between the banks and uh, the, the politicians. It's it's really disgusting. Okay, were you going to say something? The same at Bank of America. How are you floating your resume to big banks? I mean, you're supposed to be the ones, you know, policing the big banks. Grow up, Jamie. There must be some kind of law against working for a financial institution right after you've been working in financial regulation, right? No. No. <laughs> hey! Doggy! So it's some regulatory committee that's supposed to be questioning the bank, and yet he's admitting that one of his employees is then going to the bank. Mm-hmm. Just openly. He doesn't even care. Okay, I, I, go on. What are you doing? At He's a Goldman. We will do that, and her father already works for us, so he'll oh, take care of it. You should have called us. <laughs> we'll do that, and her father already works for us, so he'll oh, take care of it. You should have called us. <laughs> um, well, good. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to chat about some of these issues today. What I'm really interested in is the state of the economy. Crazy, and then so the so the the girl who works for um, the the guy in the government, the, the the Republican from Indiana, the lady who works for for him, her dad already works for this guy. And the, the title of this is uh, C-SPAN oversight of U.S. banks. Great. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's what is that called? Nepotism? Something like that. Uh, 98, uh, killed teenager on purpose. Hey, I, at least I switched the thumbnail. I switched the thumbnail to picture of Epstein. Thumbnail is um, great. At, at first it was a guy, it was a Democrat, the longest serving or the second longest serving, uh, Senator in the history of the United States. Uh, Robert Byrd was a Democrat out of West Virginia. Oh, who was, <laughs> who was one of the best recruiters ever for the, uh, KKK. I, I saw that thumbnail <laughs> Listen, that that guy was one of the best recruiters ever for the KKK, and he was in the Senate until 2010, mm. 2005. But Not it's okay. Bad. He he, it's okay. He said he was sorry. He said it was a bad career move. Oh, good. Okay. Well, all good for guys. Hey, that bank thing too. That's the same shit with the CDC and uh, and like Big Pharma, like a ton of the Big Pharma execs from like Pfizer and shit go over to CDC and regulate and a ton of the uh, senators and the representatives and stuff go over to the banks and regulate. It's just one of those weird, like once you're in the cool kids club and want to, and want to regulate things, they just move those pieces around. And that's because they're essentially just regulating themselves, which is no regulation at all. One correction here. I think, uh, I think it normally goes the other way. So you'll be a, a big wig at the FDA or at the CDC. Oh, and, and then, then, then after a couple the years, 
Yep. Then then you switch over to uh, pharma. Yeah. So either way, and, and they all contact dead. you ahead of time. You know you have that job set up. Do us right here, and we'll give you a cush job in five years. Mm-hmm. The regulatory uh, there's this term or uh, the uh, captured regulatory uh, commissions, and basically everyone knows that the FDA and the CDC have been captured by big pharma. Yeah. Captured. I don't think we have to look that word up. And it's the same shit with the donors for our elected officials, and then they scratch their back once they get into office. And I mean, you have to at some point ask yourself, like, huh, they're running for, you know, whatever office, and it's costing X million dollars to run to get them there, but they only get paid, you know, a fraction of that for their annual salary. But yet then we got all these, uh, you know, Congress people that are getting absurd returns on all their investments and things like that. It's just, it's... It's it's an open joke against us, the open uh, American joke. American people, because we don't do anything about it. We don't care. We're too distracted with our TikToks and our fear mongering and hating my neighbor because his skin color is slightly different tint than mine. Right. That I, you know, I'm not going to focus on whatever what's really going on. If, if you want to see some good stuff, I think I have some clips coming up today. Um, look up at any Mike Wallace videos from the 70s. Uh, that that was uh, Mike Wallace is is now dead. It was Chris Wallace's dad, but he was a maybe one of the most famous reporters in the world for uh, sixty minutes. And type in Mike Wallace vaccine, and you will see some crazy shit. I saw a clip this morning. I don't know if I saved it, but it's Mike Wallace talking to the head of the CDC. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh, you could play it now. 300. Here's, I, I, I couldn't find this. I fell down this hole too this morning. I was looking, uh, Rochelle Walensky or Rachel Walensky, the lady who's the head, the pretty lady, brunette lady who's head of the CDC now. At one point, I heard her say when they asked her about the vaccine, she said, Well, we were just hoping it would work based on reports we were hearing from the news. I'm like, What? <laughs> I'm like, What? I couldn't fucking believe I heard that. But listen, that's not new. Listen to this. This is this is the former CDC director David Sensor, and w- look where he listen where he gets his news from, where he gets where the CDC gets their information from about how prevalent the swine flu is. You, you, you won't you, nothing has changed, nothing has changed. Watch this. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of seventy six. October first. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been. Uh, Several reported, but none confirmed. There had been cases in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press. Australia uh, again. By the news media, there were cases in... uh, None confirmed. Giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, the scientists developed another vaccine. Pause. And that was... But by the way, this is also what happened, by the way. They were giving the emergency uh, mRNA uh, gene therapy to people under the guise, under the rules, and under the laws of a gene therapy or vaccine that's not under emergency protocol. There's two different protocols, legal protocols. If it's under the emergency guideline, it has a certain set of protocols on who has to take it. And then once it's been confirmed and passed through the science, it gets a different form of protocols. And so the, the vast majority of you guys who took the vaccine didn't even take it, didn't even take the one that was 
that you were supposed to take. There's there's two different and, and they are different formulas also. You can you can dig into it. Go ahead. Action. Was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A. Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I I can't say I would have to. Uh, it wasn't. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of... Hold on. There, uh, there, one more thing you should know. If you go look at the Pfizer vaccine that was released, although there were 40,000 people um, in the study, the injections were given based on a study of only a cohort of only 180 people. So once uh, out of the 40,000 people, once 180 people um, made it through the trials, that they were done. That was enough so that the rest of us could take it. And of those 180 people who took it, only eight of them. It was based on eight of them who got the vaccine and who got COVID. 162 to eight. If you're not able to follow that, go ahead and look it up. It's everywhere. It's fucking, you can find it in the Lancet. The Lancet, L-A-N-C-E-T. It's nuts. It was, it was in their, one of their 2021 papers. It, it's, it's fucking crazy. Okay, go on. But the news part, wait till you see where he did that. Oh, there's more, isn't there? He, he says where he gets it. There wasn't more. It. it just started. It repeated itself. Oh, in, in one of the, in, in one of the uh, clips that I have from that, that, he basically says that they assumed that that people had it based on what they were hearing from the media. Yeah, they, he said that in there. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. The reports coming from the media. It's crazy. Stuff like, it's like that. None confirmed, but yeah. And that's exactly what Walensky said. They were hoping that it would work. It was a little different, but she said she was hoping it would work based on the reports from the media. <laughs> and, and, and by work, she was referring to the fact when they they were very clear about this, that when they gave the vaccine, they they were um, they were certain it would stop you from dying, but they weren't certain it would stop transmission. They were always very clear about that, I feel like. But people didn't want to believe that. They just wanted to believe that it was a cure all. Yeah, well, because all they have to do is say that at the very beginning and then shut up. And then the media is just going to run with what they want to be projected out there. And it's not like they ever come out to correct anything, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we told you guys. The media changed it, but we told you. We weren't lying the whole time. Yeah, they never say sorry. Never. Uh, 63, uh, holy shit, four months later. God, I would love to make this list so much smaller. Uh, uh, representative Sean Caston in a Instagram or tweet. I don't know what this is. All Illinoisans 12 years and older are eligible for the vaccine. They are safe, effective and key to our path back to normalcy. Everyone in my family, including my 14 year old daughter has started their vaccination pro process. Go to the next slide. Illinois rep Sean Caston reveals teenage daughter died from cardiac arrhythmia. God damn. October 8th, 2022. Wow. And this was the same dude that then afterwards, like, defended still the position of the vaccine for kids, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just a coincidence, people. It's just a coincidence. Uh, number 62, what killed more people than COVID? What killed more black-skinned people? Is this true? Uh, number 62. I wonder what would possess somebody to do that. How could you be so locked into the, your ideology that 
something as tragic as that would happen to your family and that's still not even gonna like give you like a call to arms of like hey maybe i should really fucking look into what i'm doing and what i'm pushing to everybody else yeah. but instead they just double down i don't understand like the type of turmoil that they must be dealing with internally horrible yeah. uh this is this is we already covered this we don't need to cover this again but this is a lady who's pushing um and by the way that word nutritionist, sorry to cut you off, but I just, I've heard this said a bunch of times on this show too. That word nutritionist, anybody could be a nutritionist, guys. I can be? L- literally, yeah. Anybody could be, you just call yourself a nutritionist. You're a nutritionist. It's a registered dietitian that is the difference between a nutritionist and somebody who's gone to school with a degree in, or a master's degree in nutritional science and also has to pass a board of tests. So anybody, the three of us, hey, guess what, guys? We're all nutritionists now. Anybody could fucking say it. And so when they put words like that, they're just conflating it. So you think that there's some sort of expertise behind it. But your local influencer selling fit pee on Instagram is a nutritionist. So pay attention to that verbiage for everybody else that didn't know that as well. This lady is uh, pushing. Um, uh, uh, she, she's basically saying that um, uh, racism is to be blamed for obesity. And yet she works for Oreos. <laughs> It's nuts. Racism is the fundamental driver of health. It's f- what the fuck? So what that does, by the way, obviously in the big picture, is that it takes the power out of the person's hand. So yeah. you can blame someone else for your shortcoming. It's um, even if it, let's say that were true, it's completely irrelevant to the cure. You're not going to get rid of racism and then fat people go away. If that's if that's the, the the protocol you think that's going to happen, it's 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 a moot point, M O O T moot. And look what they use to uh, corporate nutritionist, aka media person we put out there. It, you should be afraid to be fat. You should be afraid to be fat. You should be afraid to fucking close your eyes and swing a razor blade in front of your face. There's things that you should be fucking <laughs> afraid of that, that put you in, your life in jeopardy. That, that are 100 percent guaranteed to shorten your life. You should you should be if your son is Alex Landlot, Landlot, you should be terrified if he's one of five fucking urban climbers in the world. Uh, Fat phobia and systems of oppression for creating false hierarchies of food. Oh, my goodness. That suggests some foods are healthier than others. She also tells her audience that people should eat without guilt. No, you you should not eat without guilt. If you're eating a box box of uh, um, Keebler elves, at 11 o'clock at night or anytime during the day, you should feel like a fucking, like you're like, you should be ashamed. You're abusing your body. Yeah. And what we have here is the corporate and democratic playbook of trying to help racism and other people. And really they're actually the ones that are doing the most harm to those communities that they're claiming to protect. Exactly. Remember they used melanated people in it, they're open about it in the in the advertisements for taking the injection they're like we need melanated nurses doing the injections and in the ads so that melanated people aren't afraid to take them and so i'm going to assume that they found her that lady who's also melanated to uh to to push oreo cookies and to say if you don't eat them it's 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 only a part of the racist agenda yeah. Do you remember when the vaccine first came out and all the nurses, at least a ton of them that I like personally know and stuff, were all posting the fact that they got the vaccine and were like doing their part and were following the science and everything else? That was weird as fuck, right? Because so nobody, weird. nobody 
told them that because I, I was friends with a few of them personally. And I was like, hey, I've seen this from a ton of people that are nurses that are working. Like, were you guys given any initiative of like, hey, we need to be responsible to help push this? Or like, you could be a good person if you show that you're getting it. And, you're, and they were like, no. And I was just thinking to myself, that's so fucking weird that they would all post that and, and do that. No one should. Um. Uh. This isn't. Um. Just melanated people, by the way. If you're from fucking uh, Iceland, like you don't think Annie Thor's daughter's worried about getting fucking skin cancer because she's fucking butt white? You don't think every single fucking Ashkenazi Jew woman is terrified of fucking breast cancer because the rates with with the breast cancer they they found the gene that makes it so uh, women uh, who are Ashkenazi Jew are way way more susceptible to breast cancer. My wife's Ashkenazi Jew. When you, um, even when you have kids with these people, there's like some sort of recessive gene you got to be worried about. So your kids don't come out all fucked up. We don't live in a like a, a one size fits all fucking world. For all we know, fucking, and I bet you you could find the science, the science that that um uh, people with uh, brown and black skin have a uh, the darker your skin is that there's some sort of uh, correlate or proof that they they process sugar worse. So I mean, that last one I don't know if it's true, but I I wouldn't be surprised. We're not all equal. We're not all fucking equal. I mean, look at uh, – um, we had this guy who used to work at uh, CrossFit. His name was Asian Glow. And I go, why do they call you Asian Glow? <laughs> and he said, because when I drink alcohol, I turn butt red or uh, uh, vagina red. And I was like, oh, um, you're part Ashkenazi too? God, you're lucky. Uh, th that's another thing. Look at the wiki article. They're standard deviation fucking smarter than the fucking rest of the people. So do you know what that means? If you if, if if Wiki's saying that, if someone has to be smarter, then someone has to be dumber. But you can't say know. but you can't say it that way. You can't say Puerto Ricans are dumber than Jews, but you can say the Jews are smarter, Ashkenazi Jews are smarter than the rest of the world. This is where we we're, we live in idiot world. It's okay. It's okay that my wife is smarter than me. It's okay. It, 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 preferred it's not, even it's, yeah yeah it's not even ra it's not racist it's not it's not um yon clark yon oh, why did i call him yon john but the jewish spelling of john j-o-n like john Stewart. i was just thinking damn i've been saying that wrong the whole time <laughs> um just just stopping in to say thanks for all the shows in 2022 love to all our fellow sevenistas excellent work from all of them uh bring bring on the growth of 2023 for the pod also fuck dan bailey <laughs> Gosh. also fuck danielle brandon but a totally different use of the word fuck <laughs> Totally different. Totally first, different. First. Opposite yeah. side of the uh, pendulum. There. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> God bless Danielle Brandon. Mm -hmm. Damn, she's hot. Uh, oh, uh, where were we? Um, oh, speaking of that, thank you, John, for uh, um, the, the loot. And thank you to California Hormones and Paper Street Coffee for just being there and the other sponsors. Um, this year who uh helped us uh get through the year absolutely amazing absolutely fucking amazing and as far as i know uh paper street coffee p-a-p-e-r-s-t coffee 
I think you get 15% off if you use the Sevon code. I don't know when that's going to stop. Hopefully but, never. Yeah. But go over there and, uh, <laughs> excuse me, and check that out. Um, and California Hormones, um, I'm, I'm excited. You got to meet the, um, some people this year who started on the protocol. You got to meet Andrew Hiller. You got to meet um, that guy, Paul, who was uh, unconscious with COVID for 80 days. Um, you're going to get to uh, talk to Philip Kelly soon, who was also unconscious uh, in the hospital with COVID for 40 days, who's also started on the protocol. You got to meet Kat Shear, and you got to meet Gary Roberts. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And so, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you to these people. Mm-hmm. If you go over to the CA Hormones website, um, which 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 we this year it's got to be a goal to fix that website. Um, and if you if you go over there and use the code word Sevon and you live in California, you can get free blood work, especially if you're in the Southern California area. That's maybe the only good thing about living in Southern California. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can go over there and you can get the free blood work and you get the free doctor's consultation. And by the way, not every, so I'm in contact with, uh, a couple people who, um, have taken the, the journey and what they end up finding out is their, uh, testosterone levels are really good and high. And so then the doctors there have been like, Hey, if you're feeling sluggish and, and give them kind of a list of vitamins to take, I don't know what they were, but they, they sent them to me. Like, hey, they said I should start this protocol. So it's not just go over there and, and, and you know, and get juiced up. You're going get to a, get a good uh, discussion with a qualified doctor. Uh, John Clark, can you show the video of the guy putting his opponent's mouthpiece back in for him before knocking him out? Oh, I saw that. That was awesome. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I'm always jealous of everybody who's on the TRT that when they just talk about the energy level and how much, like, pep in their step they have as they get out of bed. Oh, I want that. Must be nice. I need that. I just need to go to bed earlier. Me too. And I seem to go to bed later and later almost each time. Me too. Last night it was 10 03. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And then it was 11 47. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, LA is awful, but San Diego is awesome. I, like, like where in San Diego? Like North County? There's a couple pockets. San Diego, it's a little better. We're not going to talk about Danielle's broken heart and mental breakdown on TikTok. What? Uh huh. <laughs> Wait, so bring, it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring okay, it. Hold on, hold on. Oh, see you, Danielle. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Yeah, I don't know why she's on TikTok. She could clearly come on this show and we could have a live call on and she could air out anything she'd like. Uh, Cameron with the giant dong. Uh, that's what I want to, Susa. I was the one who got put on uh, the vitamin regimen. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I looked, it was looking at your body last night, dude. You're f- fucking a brick shit house. The guy's built like a fucking skinny rhino. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, what's happening here? God, I'm so available for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haley, we're gonna get a, on a call with Danielle now. I need you to chaperone this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see this. I did get the fuck I off it. Oh, God. If you want to trust me on anything, it's the fact that he will not and cannot give you closure. You can ask all the questions 
Uh, I'm texting and her. You'll right. never find it. I I'm promise. texting her right now. It'll only make you feel shittier. She has like a she has like a Brooke Shield uh, eyebrows right now. Hey, I'm doing a podcast right now. Why aren't you watching? Oh, sweet. All right, get on in. Okay, I'll bye. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> the great Travis Bajan. Best uh, best uh, in-house, um, best live uh, on the floor commentator uh, CrossFit ever had. No offense, Kiki Dixon or or Dylan Walensky. Uh, they, they actually, there's been a ton of great ones. Mm-hmm. But they should bring Travis back for sure. OG. Okay, Anola Kai. We're gonna get him. Oh, okay, da- oh, who? I'm texting Danielle Brandon. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> Caleb, you know that came out of your mouth out loud, right? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you heard that? Uh, <laughs> I was so confused. You went down like five rabbit holes. Yeah, yeah he saw how nice uh, the work. Uh, <laughs> we have to get a show scheduled. I'm dying. Oscar should be up early tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm dying to see you. I mean, talk to you. I mean, talk to you. I mean, talk to you. Is she going to Wadapalooza? Do we know? I think so. She'll probably show up behind me in the stands and everybody will uh, yell on the thing that she's right behind me and I won't even notice it again. Just like yes, last year. <laughs> yeah, TikTok is the worst. But it has the best tea. T- TikTok's going to be gone. Uh, that would be awesome if they fucking wipe TikTok. I keep making the prediction. I want to see that happen. If you make enough of them, one's bound to be right. <laughs> okay. Uh, 56, I'm not making music for black people. Wow. Who is this? This sounds... Oh, oh, oh. This sounds oh. contentious as shit. Oh, yes. You see? See, Savon? See uh, you see your Texas back already? Oh, she was. Uh, oh, she did. Yeah, let's get, let's get it while while the getting's good. Let's Sorry, go. I was traveling Saturday. Okay. Oh shit! Yes, let's do it. What day she want to come in? One. You want to do an uh, evening with her? Like any day. I was gonna do Hiller tomorrow night, but let's kick him. Uh, or I, I'll do her tonight. Do you want to ask her if she's? She won't part- be available tonight. She's gonna be partying. Yeah, dude. Just say, how about tonight or tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, she's three hours ahead. It, she's three hours ahead. Let's give her something uh, more realistic. I just want to type back to her. Week. I don't even care if she comes on the show. I just want to type back to her. God, I love you. I think I had my fill just because she texts back. <laughs> like we're good. We're good yeah, for like a good. week. Never <laughs> mind. We're good. Yeah, we will bend over backwards for DD. Absolutely. And bend over forwards. Do whatever. Get her on at 3 a.m. That yeah. would be that would be exciting. Have the splits. I'll accomplish the splits before tomorrow, whatever she wants. Um, <laughs> Jesse, how about Tuesday night when I can stay up? <laughs> I know I want to do, I, you know, what's weird, Kyle, that you say that I do want to do, I, I am interested in trying some like shows like a 12 PM, 12 AM to 2 P 2 AM show. You've been like hovering around that for a long time now. Like, yeah. Like I want to do a once a week, 12 AM to 2 AM show, like love line style. Okay. Where, oh, okay. So back to black people. Uh, Fifty-six. <laughs> Here we. Uh, Lizzo on her crossover success. I'm not making music for white people. Oh, of course. Hey, you know what I saw someone say the other day? Um, uh, they said, "Where's the fat? 
where you, men are you women are so fucking lucky because we, we Caleb's not going to like this bit uh, we we don't care those of us with penises we don't care what the fuck you look like at the end of the day now, I'm not talking about my 600 pound life but at the end of the day, if you will uh, show us a love and tell us th that um, you like us, uh, we're done. Let us fucking motorboat you. We're good. <laughs> fucking good. But but you never see a – there's no male Lizzo. There's no fat dude. Fuck it's no. like, yeah, look at him. All the – no. There's – half the planet wants to uh, – Get with Lizzo, doggy style. Half the dudes on the planet. And then the other half after they've had a few beers. Yeah, right, 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 right. But 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 uh, uh there's no there's no um there's no the only fat dude I know that scored is uh um uh um AOC's uh, husband. And 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 look what he has to deal with. Okay, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. The all, right. all right, all right. I stand corrected. But you, but you get me. You understand. Jack Black, Jack Black. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's gonna be if, if you can sing, you can, and you're a dude, you can like really. If, dude, if you can sing, we just got that money. Yeah. Well, and the money. Yeah. If you can sing and have money, um, you can. Um, DJ Khaled, Chris Farley. So if you have a shitload of cocaine and you're funny, Status. if you have a shitload, if you have a shitload of money and Danny DeVito does not get pussy, you went too far, Austin. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You went too far. I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that. Fuck off. I, I'm not. I'm open, but I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Awesome. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You better fucking check yourself, boy. Isn't it funny too? Like if you were to say like, "Oh, I don't, I don't prefer that woman because of whatever," they would just jump all over you with the body positivity. But yeah, women all day long, especially on the internet, are like, "Oh, I need a man who's over six foot and yeah. six oh. figures and oh. six inches." And oh, doesn't live with his mom. Up. What's wrong with you? Live with your mom. Yeah, don't be so damn picky. <laughs> I like my mom. I'm a dreamer, baby. <laughs> oh, and then we have lie, and then we have liars in the chat. Where you can get your your Sevon CEO shirts. I promise you, those shirts are good, even though the creator of them lies. He says Lizzo doggy style ruined my day. We've seen your I agree. Three, Travis. You too, Caleb. <laughs> you guys are like you guys yeah, are like Job of the Hut. Is Job of the Hut a man or a woman? It's Lizzo. <laughs> oh, it's a man. He's saying Job of the Hut. He got to chain bitches up, Chase. I seen the movie. Very sensitive topic, Chase, during this Andrew Tate thing. Very mm. sensitive, buddy. Oh, yeah. You saw you got arrested? You know, yeah. at least pizza box. Ooh, you know how there, there was like a pizza <laughs> restaurant that was like associated with the whole child uh, trafficking thing? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's going to get it's blown out of proportion now. <laughs> it's real. It's real, dude. It's real. You think that pizza bo box bit is real? How yeah, about dude. I don't how think so. How I about Greta Dunberg so. getting into it with them? That's hilarious. That's good stuff right there. I hate her so much, but I appreciate that she did that. <laughs> Me too. Good point. Her team. Her team did that. Yeah, that's a good point. They're, they're all going to give her the credit. But... She ain't no Donald uh, Trump. She can't Trish, I love fat bitches, but I can't handle the smell. 
Oh like my what? Like, gosh. The, like the talcum powder or you something? You guys are fucking relentless. What are you talking about? The smell. Dude, so, what, so when my wife has to pick up like obese people with when she um, is working on the medic, like yeah. sometimes like stuff will just fall out. From, oh, like, of the skin folds? Yes. Wow. Like a so, pair of scissors or something or a nail clipper or like just like lint food, and shit? Stuff, food. Yeah, food. Things. Yeah. All sorts of cool stuff. Uh, a fat person, Seniors. like when when you're like six hundred pounds, oh, we're in trouble. When you're like six hundred pounds, you you become like a baby seat. Like I just recently took out the child seats in my car. Oh, and yeah. it's really just a it was in, and I carried them out and just like food for like six days fell out of the baby seat. <laughs> and I have a rule: no eating in the car. It shows how how much I follow that. All right, it smells of dead skin cells. All right. Ugh. Uh, when you have a baby too, when Avi was little, he was he looked like uh you call them um milk rolls, and he looked like the Michelin Man. I mean they they have wrinkles just everywhere where because they're so fucking chubby, and you got to like make sure you clean that shit out. Ulcers. This show, hey uh, Travis, this show is a dietary aid. <laughs> just in case you wanted to start fasting today. Yeah, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> no shut the fuck up trish i'm not reading that there's no way i'm reading that oh come on dude. there's no way i'm reading that oh thanks angela merkel even we have standards get that out there yeah you asshole <laughs> gosh <laughs> okay uh <laughs> is a nutritionist uh <laughs> more good news 58 public school is doomed here we go. We haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. That's the good stuff. Okay, here we go. F- 58, Nick Fr- Freitas. Here's a one-minute thought exercise on government efficiency. Let's say the government wants to help hungry people. So what do they do? Well, they might open up 10,000 government grocery stores all across the country. And then you're assigned one based off of your address, which you have to use unless you can afford an alternative. Now, you don't have any say over your groceries. No, that will be decided by a government-approved board. And if you want to make any sort of meaningful change, well, get ready for a two-, four-, to six-year battle at your local, state, and federal levels in order to try to make that happen. By the way, none of the people working at this government grocery store will be rewarded based off of their creativity, ingenuity, or work ethic. They'll only be rewarded based off of their seniority. Now, does anybody think this would be a good way to address this problem? Probably not. Guess what? It's exactly what we did with public education. You're assigned a government school based off of your address, which you must use by law unless you can afford an alternative. You don't have any real say over the classes or curriculum. And if you want to try to make any meaningful change, get ready for a long political battle. And none of the teachers are rewarded based off of their creativity, ingenuity, or work ethic, only their seniority. Now, if we can understand that it doesn't work in other very important fields of our life, why did politicians think it would work for education? There's no – by the way, that's a great argument for capitalism. That's why capitalism is so freaking successful because mm-hmm. we're all competing against each other. But it's not fair. It's not fair. I can't play in the NBA. I'm too short. <laughs> it's not fair. <clears throat> uh, number 60, yeah, school system is fucked. How are any of you still sending your kids to school? Um, yeah, I was at the uh, – there's this guy who owns a market by me and he owns like five markets in town, Palestinian dude, immigrant, cool as shit. I fucking love this dude. And he's like, Hey, are you ever going to send your kids to school? And I'm like, no. And he goes, never. I'm like, no, never. What? 
no, that's fucking nuts. I love my kids. And he goes, well, do they know how to read? And I called Avi over and I just had him read the back of a, a, like a water bottle or something. And he's like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, dude, 15 minutes every morning. It's funny how we associate like education with like, you have to go sit in a school and like go down that system in order to know anything. It's like, it's so ingrained in our belief system and society that it's like, and I was the same way. You, you know, you always ran into that yeah, homeschool kid in high school yep. and there was always one or two things that happened with the homeschool kid. Either they just stayed super nerd or they became the most rebellious, like troublemaker that you knew. It was like, it didn't seem like there was an in-between. Yeah, yesterday I went, yesterday I went, um, uh, roller skating and it was fucking pouring rain and the line was huge outside. Don't go to the roller skating rink on a rainy day. Everyone does that anyway. So I'm standing outside and in front of me is this guy and he has, uh, he's, there's seven people in his group. And one of them is this young girl. She looks like maybe she's a freshman in high school. She's outside in the freezing cold with a tiny little, uh, top on like crop top. And, uh, he turns to her and he goes, okay, um, if it's eight, if it's $8 a person and there's seven of us, how much will it be? And she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, what's seven times eight? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, fucking Avi knows seven times eight. <laughs> maybe she was, maybe she was homeschooled. I'm making, I, I did not ask him just to be fair if this wasn't scientific, but I'm going to make the uh, assumption based on. Um, the number of people who are schooled versus homeschooled that she was. <laughs> well, the the point being too is I think that that's obviously changing quite a bit because the more and more I talk to people, the more and more you find that like uh, homeschool or private school or these other alternative options are becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Like it's no longer just like the one off, like it's more and more mainstream. And the question you had said earlier, like how do you send it in your kids to school? I, I'd actually do the inverse of that. And I'd be like, realize how many people can't afford another, not, not like afford as in money, also, that would be the case, but in their time and situation and circumstance, like think about how the normal normalcy of the system would work. No parents could have majority of the parents don't have time to have homeschool at all. Find out when, when, when you, when you, uh, before you stick your dick in someone without a condom, ask them if they want to raise kids. But that can be, so be just in case you get them pregnant. Hey, do you want to raise kids? And if they say, yeah, then then let the baby bat or fly. If they say no, leave. Well, I just meant, I'm not like saying, I'm not saying that that's situation. a, like, but, but, but if you find someone who wants to do that, then you'll find a way you'll move to a place. You'll make the adjustments so that one of the parents can stay home and, and, and raise the child because um, people don't even think like that because they just think this is the system. Right. Right. It's like when I go to the grocery store, I always start on the right and move across the grocery store or start on the left and move across the grocery store. They, I have a system. And so this system has just been put in place for us to create your own system. And like that guy we had the other day, dude, on the show uh, Gunner, from Gunner Tactical, Paul Rubio. He, at 35, wanted to be the greatest Filipino stick fighter who ever lived. But he knew he had started too late. And he looked at the protocol and the, and the methodology for learning how to become a stick fighter. And he's like, this will take me forever. So what did he do? He used his knowledge from other martial arts, from other tactical uh, um, games, uh, shooting, and he created his own uh, methodology and his own process to get to his end game. And that was, he, I, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, I'm ruining it, but he took the four basic strikes and mastered them and then, and then worked on his footwork, came up with a protocol for footwork and he put those two together. And by the time he's 42, he's fucking a stud. I don't know if he's the best in the world, but fuck. And so it's like, Hey, you don't have to go 
you don't you don't have to do the path. You don't have to do what's laid out in front of you. Right. <clears throat> right. Uh, Kurt Miller, your podcast has become annoying and boring, boring, just the same stories over and over. Stick to the good stuff. Interviews that in your lane. Amazing at that. The live call in shows just ramble on. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kurt is fully vaxxed. Uh, Kurt needs a hug. Who hurts you, Kurt? Curdy. Uh, Sevon, won't you please meet Kirk's needs? What else do you expect him to do this morning? Come on, man. <laughs> man, we need to start dancing. Give Kurt a handy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your input, Kurt. But our analytics on the growth of the live call and specifically would prove you to be wrong. It's amazing. Um, that's the first one of those I've seen uh, a few months ago. I did talk to Susan and say like, Hey, I think I want, I need to go. We both agreed. I need to go deeper on subjects, like dig into them a little more, show both sides a little more and, and, and go outside of the subjects. But that being said, um, so Kurt is Dan Bailey. There's so many people who thank me uh, for, uh, and this has become kind of their news source. And that is so fucking incredibly flattering. I'm getting at least one of those a day. So Kurt, um, stay for the jokes. Don't stay for the news. I think I come up with a lot of good new jokes. So um, thank you. Corey. Hi, good morning. What's up, brother? Or don't Kurt. Um, talk. You can go watch the emoji draft or um, watch Tim Pool uh, do a three-hour interview with uh, Alex Stein and get nothing out of him. Hi. Or watch or watch the Late Show. Yeah. 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 Watch one of those things. But I do hey, appreciate um, you recognizing Kurt that I am the best in the game at interviewing on um, planet Earth. So that I'll, I'll take that. Okay. Hi, Corey. Hey, I, Corey, I thanks for calling so much, dude. I really appreciate it. He's like the starter money well, in the tip jar for us, you know. Yeah. He just like I wish throw something, five in there. I wish something was wrong with him. I wish like 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 you know like you had Down syndrome or, or some, oh <laughs> I did I say something? Is that wrong? I just wish there was something mo- that like you said that out loud. So long. oh shit. Who's to say I don't? Okay, good, fine. Yeah, I'm just uh, I- I'm attempting. That's all. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. You gonna party tonight? So, what are you gonna do tonight? No, I don't drink. Yeah, awesome, good. Me neither. Well, that's not true. I drink a little. I have I haven't seen the ball drop. Well, I've seen balls drop, but I haven't seen the ball drop in ten years. I can't stay up that late. Yeah, I, I don't think I've stayed up for the last couple of years either. Yeah, not, nothing does it for me. And I've got a, a four year old. I've got five businesses, a day job. I just have way too much going on to stay up past midnight. Understood. Understood. So, uh, are you giving away Jeffrey Epstein's sex video? What's going on here? <laughs> well, I'll like, get to that. So basically, yesterday a lady came out. Great question. A lady came out and said, "Hey, she's got the tapes." Oh, and nice. here's here's the problem. And you're going to give it away in 2023. You know we're never going to see them, which yeah. is just fucking bullshit. And uh, someone might be like, "Well, you fucking sicko. Why do you want to see them?" Because I don't believe it until I see it. And uh, you know. I, 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 there's some other there's some other things that are in the article that are kind of fucked up too. Um, it says one of the girls says that yeah, I had to keep having sex with him or he wasn't going to pay for my schooling. <laughs> well, when you say that, at that point, you're a prostitute. Like I'm, I'm yeah. I, I, I don't get me wrong. He's he probably is a monster. Like I'm not. Um, but but 
let's 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 show that the vaccine cures people let's show like tmz never reports anything unless you see it here's suge knight running someone over here's the video and then you see him backing out of a club and he fucking kills someone so why do you have to see it to believe it because i don't trust because i don't trust any i don't trust anything else i don't even know if i trust my own eyes let alone just what fucking um someone on cnn is saying so i I need to i need to see it I mean, right in the middle of a fucking pandemic, they changed the definition of what a vaccine is. Like what? Yeah. Okay. Why not just why not just call it what it is? Whatever it was, just call it what it is. Kurt, uh, I saw Kurt posted again. I, I like Kurt. Uh, you add value. Uh, you guys are wrong. I listened to all the content. Sevon's produced from. Uh, I don't think anyone said you don't listen to it. You're just a, you're just addicted to bad media, I guess. Have you? Uh, I hate to bring back up Liver King, but have you listened to the More Plates, More Dates with uh, Joe Rogan? Uh, I listened to clip. I li- just clips of it, like five minutes here, ten minutes here, just whatever's on been on Instagram or stuff that people have sent me. I, I did uh, I see. Just- it's crazy that Joe Rogan. Um, uh, and I saw a clip that hasn't been released yet, but it, that someone put together. But it's crazy that Joe Rogan preaches the ancestral tenants and loves them. But because this guy did steroids, he hates them and he rips them. It's a it's a really uh, w- when you see the clips all put together like that, it's a trip. It's like a, a lot of people don't know this, but we had Sam Apple on the show. He was the author of uh, uh, Otto Warburg's uh, biography. Otto Warburg was a homosexual Jew living in Nazi Germany um, during World War II. He won two Nobel Prizes. He was the father of... What is it that plants do? He's the father of photosynthesis. He discovered photosynthesis. And he was also very, very huge in cancer research. Probably one of the biggest cancer... Not probably. He was the biggest cancer cancer researcher of the time. Two... Two Nobel Prizes this guy fucking won. By the way, don't look it up and be like, no, Sevan, he only won one. He actually won two. Hitler wouldn't let him take get the second one. He was one of the only – if you're a Nazi Germany and you're a homosexual and you're a Jew, you were fucking killed. If you were either of those, you were killed. And yet this guy was not only um, allowed to live, but he was continued to give money to do his research. And why is that? Because Hitler was terrified of fucking cancer. And one of the things Hitler wanted to do, he wanted to take over the Ukraine and turn Ukraine into just a giant organic farm for Germans. And you can read about all this in the story. But so so if, if Hitler would have got the cure for cancer, people would have fucking not taken it. Are you out of your fucking mind? And, and that that's the shit. That's the shit where people can't think clearly. That's the shit where they took down Sandusky's um, statue after they found out he molested kids and took off three hundred winnings on his all-time you know college football wins. He's like, I know it's not Sandusky; it's the other guy, but I just like saying Sandusky's name better. But you, if a guy won eight hundred football games in college and then you find out he molested kids, so you take three hundred games off his record, you're only hurting us. We're the retards. I don't know. I don't give a fuck about football. I say erase uh, the records and erase him too. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with that argument too. But then just say that. But like, don't throw away the cure for cancer because a guy killed 6 million Jews. I'm not saying that he did have the cure for cancer. By the way, what ended up happening, by the way, Otto Warburg was the one who discovered that cancer is a metabolic disease, meaning that cancer cells um, uh, uh, 
grow from what you put in your mouth. And, 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 and we did a, a 180 divergence from that research. The trillion dollars of cancer research that's happened since his death, none of it has gone to uh, address what he, very little, has gone to address what he discovered, which is a, a more mind-boggling shit. The books, uh, by, and, and the, the author, Sam Apple, doesn't even know this, by the way. This is, I learned this from reading his book, but when I talk to him, like he, he won't, he won't even go there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're, you're basically showing that, that I mean, in, in a way, in there's in a part that paints Hitler as a fucking hero. If you want to cure cancer, I don't know if anyone's interested in that. How, how do you, how do you still reward and, you know, you don't look re- at all these great things that, that happen without, acknowledging the people who enabled those things. So like, how, how do you keep it in the same conversation and try to not talk about Hitler? Same thing with Sandusky, same thing with the liver King. Like, how do you still look at these incredible things and somehow compartmentalize the individuals themselves? I, I, you just, people just have to be honest. Basically what happens is they, I think that's what cognitive dissonance is. You get emotional and you let that overrun your emotion. Let me tell you, a woman, sorry guys, sorry ladies, yeah, you can switch man, I'll switch it around. A man who's married to a woman that makes $200 million a year, $500 million a year, you pick the fucking number, finds out that her fucking wife is cheating on him and he doesn't do shit. You're perfectly okay when your wife cheats on you if, if she makes $500 million a year. You, you don't do nothing. Yeah. Because you're able okay. to push down that that cognitive dissonance, and so, but some people just can't do it because they just can't be honest with themselves of what's really going on. They they let their emotions come in, and then they make erratic, illogical choices. I don't, I don't know. I'm not built like that. I don't think. I I was through a lot of work. I was able to unfuck that. That's the thing. But you like all boobs, so you might have some cognitive dissonance. That's true. That is true. I, I do have some shortcomings. I like all boobs. It's a problem. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, thanks for letting me call in. Thanks for keeping me anonymous when I told you my uh, wife got herpes from the jab. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Hey, is, um, Susa, are you going to Starbucks yeah. after this? Am I going to Starbucks? <laughs> you look like an employee right now. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, sh- you pull up your Starbucks. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a great show. Oh, Love thank y'all. you. Um, I will take a frappuccino, and will you squeeze extra caramel in that? I used to just rock this fucking gangster as fuck. Never tie it in the back. Please coach with that next time. I don't believe that Lizzo's a woman. I think RuPaul right and Lizzo are the same person. Uh. Uh, I mean, that's a that's awesome that you had that there. Welcome to Star. Can you say welcome to Starbucks? Welcome to Starbucks. Awesome. Can you spell my name wrong too? Welcome to Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. Uh. Number uh, number number forty nine. Um, don't leave Kurt alone with your kids. Oh, how perfect! What number? Forty nine. Are you sure? 
Uh, it says a guaranteed way to fuck up uh, oh, you, you yeah. and your kids. Yeah, that was a joke. Don't leave Kurt alone with your kids. You get it? Uh, uh, just yeah. attacking. I'm just attacking one of the listeners. <laughs> now Kurt's all excited. Now he's now he's in the game. He's like, oh, I like it when he talks about me. That's cool. So that's cool. Pumpkin pumpkin spice uh, latte for Kalib. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I miss that job. I mean, I don't know if I'd work at the Starbucks again, but like the coffee shop barista job. Yes, sir. Tell me. Tell me something. Tell me something smart. Tell me something religious. Tell me something religious. You know, I'm, I'm here. You've, you've heard of what happened with the, the Texas dad who's, uh, who didn't want to chemically castrate his 10-year-old daughter, but his wife did. Uh, yesterday, the Texas Supreme Court ruled that he has no parental rights and that his wife can take his daughter to your home state, great state of California, uh, and, uh, probably commit, you know, uh, surgically remove her breasts in a year or two, uh, start her on hormones right away. Uh, and this is in the democratic free country in which we live. The Supreme court of Texas ruled this while we hope that we can vote for the the person who will lower taxes and, uh, you know, provide school choice as this new religion takes further hold. Hey, in our lives. I didn't, I didn't know girls. Uh, so, so it's a girl, she's 10 years old and she, and the mom wants her to become a boy. And so she can bring the child. But the to- dad does it. The dad does it. Importantly. Absolutely fucking insane. What's the justification of that? I mean, freedom. And, and choice. But and she's fucking the, the, 10. And when you're 10, your parents own you, don't they? Well, right. But it's her, it's her mom's freedom and choice. And her mom is affirming her. Her mom is affirming the freedom and, and choice of this child. And her dad is, you know, a theocratic tyrant. And so we, in, in, our, in our liberal age, we certainly can't side with her tyrant father who thinks we should perhaps wait seven or eight years until her mom does this to her daughter. Oh my good. Oh my goodness. Uh, Again, the Texas Supreme court, the Texas Supreme court ruled that a a dad doesn't have equal say over his child's, uh, his 10 year old child's choices. uh, Do you have any Um, good, do you have any good, good news? (laughs) That fucking sucks. That sucks. (laughs) That poor, that poor girl, that poor dad. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, we're, you're, you know, many parents listening, you're a parent, you, I'm, I'm a parent. It's, it's sad. I, the, the reason I call in and kind of, you know, give these black pills is because we, we think that we're just going to wait this out. You know, one day we'll vote the right people in and that we have to reorient our mindset. This, this is not just a war of ideas. This is closer to becoming, you know, something a lot scarier. And, it's, I think we're, I fear that we're a lot further down the slippery slope than, than many people realize. And this, this case is a result. Speaking of Hitler, it's basically human experimentation and it's, and it's on underage people. Oh, sure. I mean, you're exactly right. I, I, you know, (laughs) I, I try and find, you know, a more, uh, more unique analogy, but no, uh, look, Jeez Louise writes, no, my daughter cannot become a boy. 
Well, hey, I mean, yeah. Hey, so, what? Do you, well, like, I wonder. Think of all the things that they could try before they do that. Like, hey, did you take her camping for three weeks? Like, yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, did you take her out to the woods? Did you, like, what have you done? How's her? How's her? How's her fitness? How's her diet? How? How much? Uh, how much therapy could you possibly have had? Isn't the brain not even developed until you're like twenty five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what I don't understand. Like for for what for the left for Democrats and for a scary amount of Republicans too. That no one benefits from this politics. No one benefits from making it a human right in America. China does. China does. Well, 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 sure. But like, so for example, on the other hand, I can understand the politics of student loan forgiveness. You're paying voters. And you're delivering for the people who vote for you. And guess what? That turned out good for them in the midterms. This is something, this is why I, you know, one day I hope you and I can, you know, share, have a coffee over how you can be an atheist uh, when people have these kind of beliefs in this kind of politics. Because it is so abhorrent. It is beyond the pale of simply, you know, get the right people in power. This I don't. Is, I, I, I'm not an atheist, the by the way. Of, I'm not an atheist, by the way. Just for just for the record. All right, well, fair enough. But but yeah, you know, broadly, I I hope it's a call that people see there is something more at work here than you know humans trying to reason their way through life and find out their own truth. And hey, how about this? How about this? I don't. You you might hate this. How about how about uh, you go to a CrossFit class and you don't you don't like it. And you take your level one and you decide it's not for you. But while you're there, you learn how to squat and you learn how to clean and you learn how to jerk and you fucking love those things and you incorporate them into your life when you pick up your kids and you're training at the Globo gym and, and, and all those things. You, you find out about the adaptation uh, principle that's so strong in the level one where you um, – uh, you put the body underneath the enormous amount of stress stress, and it adapts quicker and uh, gives you a hedge against other things. How about if you're fucking not a Christian, realizing that every fucking famous person up there uh, thanks God when they get their fucking award and reading the Bible and stealing some shit from it? You don't got to be a full-blown Christian. How about you just pick three of the commandments? How about you, you just you just see like, hey, there's some sort of uh, lifestyle protocol there, a manual that's making people successful and, and, ju and just plucking some out instead of, instead of just building a defense against it. Yeah, I, right. I, I think it comes down to understanding there is a nature beyond what we can physically observe and understand about ourselves or the world. Right. That that there is truth beyond what you can deduce from pure reason. One other quick story. I went, when I was coaching this probably a few months ago and a, a dad came up to me after I was closing up for the night. Uh, a dad came up to me and I think he knew that I would give him a different take, but I live in a, a sadly liberal area. And he said, it's been the hardest year of my life. I've been drinking myself to sleep every night, except for the nights that I come to CrossFit because my son is going through one of these gender transitions. Oh shit. Uh, oh shit. 13 year old son. And th this has got, you know, two kids. What, he works in it somewhere. He's a, he's a good guy, a loyal member. Uh, and our, the gym was his lifeline because his world is collapsing and no one else, no one else in our community, no one else in these towns 
is willing to tell him that this is anything other than a tattoo. You know, he, he said that people react to him like, oh, yeah, little Johnny down the street, Susie and my, and my kids' class, they're doing this too. Uh, what, how, how interesting. And they, they pass it off as just that, like a piercing, getting your ears pierced. Mean, meanwhile, his world, the, the son that he raised, is, is dying right in front of him. Right. And they've got, you know, they've got, he, was, he wanted me to know they've gone to six doctors, but of course, none of those doctors have told them anything other than how old, is, how old is his son? Why is he allowing this? Why doesn't he take his 13. son? He should well, take, he should get on a flight and go to Africa and find a tribe exactly. to live with and live there for fucking two years. Well, I, I'm right, not I even, I'm not even joking. Just go do that. You're right. Just go if do that. Well, right. If you're, if you have your head on straight, yeah. there's no, nothing too extreme. Right. I mean, there, there's nothing too extreme to save your kid from this. I mean, it, frankly, I, I won't, I won't elucidate specifics, but you, you and I both know that it's all on the line if this is what's happening. Right. Um, but, but we, thank I you for saying that, that by the people, way, people don't realize that when you're talking about chopping off a 13 year old boy's penis at that point, all solutions are now on the table. You have now taken exactly. something to this bizarre spot and now it's like, Hey, everything's uh, on the line. Kidnap right. your kid, well, take him well, to another country and fucking hide. I, but I guarantee you that everyone listening to this has someone in their network at their box what, who is going through this, but who isn't saying anything because they think that it is the natural way and that they must accept this as truth. But people are, are desperate. Um, and this is kind of the turning point. This, you know, is, is, are the people who are unaffected or you know, per, perhaps on the periphery of this battle, uh, whether you're Christian or not, are you willing to stand with people who need help and need someone else who's willing to tell them, hey, stop? And that's, that's what I, I, I wonder if I'd been able to, t- I, I put him in touch with a bunch of different people, but I wonder if I'd been able to reach him six months ago before he started drinking himself to sleep. You know, what, what could have been different for his son? Right. Um, and that, that's, you know, you should drink yourself, be- you should drink yourself to sleep tonight. For not stepping in. <laughs> well, I did step in. I, oh, okay. I I didn't know about it until until uh and you're you're right though. If if I hadn't done anything, I I should have been drinking myself. Corey, but, all of uh, them, all of them. I wonder what data supports if and how many of the gender transition kids are currently under some sort of fi- pharmaceutical drug currently. I bet you all of them. It's like, well, right. it's like I mean, saying that's, it's that's like the- saying which I wonder which obese people are on medications. It's like this is profitable. This is a very, very profitable enterprise. And we shouldn't forget that for all of us who love capitalism and the free market. All right. Thank you. It's incredible. You were on the show for 10 minutes and 30 seconds and no one in the comments said, hang up on this guy. That's got to be some sort of record. <laughs> That's definitely a record. Oh, all right. Peace and love. I'll text you later. Bye. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Oh, I just got an exposure notification. Why does my phone? I, I, I don't care. I've been exposed to COVID-19. <laughs> really? No, it's asking me to sign. It's asking me to sign up. Um, it's asking me to sign up for. Oh, it's asking me to sign up for exposure notification. Hey, do you know anybody who's uh, dealing with a child in that transition issue personally? No. I uh, I know at least three. Wow. Yeah, and they they all have a thread of uh, something in common, which is like he was saying the father of that. And this is totally just a judgment call from the three that I know, and then applying that framework to this. So I could be way the fuck off here, but most of those families 
there's a thread of the individual is having trouble finding in their way and the family is over coddling this individual, not right now during this time, but the whole entire time through their life to where uh, anytime something comes up, it's not necessarily like them that needs to change, but it's the environment or the circumstance in which changes around them. And then that rope kind of lets out after a period of time. And then they take it somewhere that the parents not necessarily can't intervene or it's pushing back against the parents' belief. And so it's just it's just strange because I would say that like there's more internal breakdown of the family or in certain circumstances, the family's not there at all. And it's like this divide between like they were at the grandparents or they're at the aunts or they're just kind of being moved around a little bit. And that seems to be like rooted with it there. So it's interesting how you're saying like, hey, they should take their kid to like Africa and go be with it. No, 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 no. What they should do is get all the fucking doctors out of the room. They need to sit down as a family and be like, hey, we need to fucking talk and unearth some stuff and not about your transgender, but about us and our responsibility. Oh, you mean without the, you mean without the kid? With the kid. Oh. They need to lay without it out. The doctors. Without the doctors, with no nothing should be Here's the problem, that's Susan. A family issue. Most None of these of parents have taught that's the problem. Most of these parents are probably in denial that they talked their kid into this situation. Most of the They most, don't realize that they should have stayed quiet and they've said something and they've put their kid in an environment where this pathway was a choice. And then, yeah, and, and the and then they escorted the their Say that again. They think that the doctor is the end all be all. Like, Correct. But, but even themselves, the even them, even themselves. Like, if your kid was doing something like eating bugs, you would stop them. You 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 would you would discourage them from doing that. But but these people but these people see this and they see it on the news and instead of like helping their kids find a different path, you, you don't got to be an asshole. Don't get me wrong. Like one of my boys has a baby and he loves it. He has like a, 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 a like a doll that's a baby. One of my other kids loves it when his mom paints his toenails. I'm not saying you, you don't you don't have to be fucking you, you don't you don't. My um, little brother had an imaginary friend. Just yeah, I, it. yeah, I had an imaginary friend too. You don't. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get your kid then a whole fucking makeup kit. You know, um, you, you do, painting his nails doesn't become a thing you do every Saturday. I think the problem, Susan, is parents are actually leading their kids down that path instead of showing them, instead of being parents. I'd argue that the parents aren't leading anything at all. Not even their family, not even the relationship with their kid, not even to have the open conversation or the presence to be there, not even You trust what these people are going to say? I don't, man. I think they need to shut the fuck up. No, no, no. I mean, when you look at, when you look at the dynamics of the family, you realize that Regardless of what path they choose, as they as they walk down this path, that they're, they're not giving like, boundaries. There, it's no it's, boundaries. It's broken from the get go. The house is broken. The communication's broken. The parents are way too self absorbed. Majority yes. of the time, yes, yes, so way too self absorbed. The solutions that you're presenting, you're automatically starting with the basis that the parents are having conversations or are involved in a positive way in the kid's life and have been from the get go. And I'm saying that that framework can't exist because that first portion of it, that foundation where they're actually a family and they communicate and they allow open, present space and conversation doesn't exist. 
So therefore, if you don't have that, any other solution that would pertain back to like the parents and responsibility. Give me an example. I'm having trouble following. Why would the kids need to be a part of that? You're saying like the husband and wife need to sit down alone. You're saying no. First and foremost, yeah. Husband and wife need to sit down. They need to get their their shit straight. They need to, to really understand their um, involvement in this situation and how they've contributed to this situation. And then they need to stop including anybody else, like an expert of a doctor or friends. And they just need to sit down together and say, Hey, these are, these are our family values. This is where we've wronged ourselves in the relationship in this family dynamic. This is what we're going to do to set it right. Leave the kid alone, focus on themselves, focus on communication within the family. And I guarantee you that other part would start to slowly work itself out. I, I tell you as a parent, you have to tell your kids no a thousand fucking times. And by no, I mean, maybe you don't have to say no, but you have to change the situation. You're walking along the beach and there's no fucking railing and they're too close to the cliff. You get them away from it. You're at the Grand Canyon. They get too close. You will go away from it. They're not wearing a seatbelt in the car. You tell them to put a fucking seatbelt on. You tell them, no, they can't eat food in the car because it's going to make a mess. You, you tell I mean, I, I don't understand why it's so difficult to steer them away. Well, I guess it goes back to what you're saying. They don't have their house in order. And as what Caleb was saying, they don't have boundaries and they don't have discipline. It, so much of that, we have so many strict boundaries and disciplines in my house. And the kids are so well disciplined in the house that when I, it makes them capable everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so you're, these people don't have boundaries or discipline with their kids. And so the, the fucking, the mind can just run chaotic and lead them down straight paths. You see that by the way, like in my kids, uh, jujitsu class that you can just tell some parents bring their kids prepared for the class, meaning that they're, they already know how to uh, sit still. They already know how to look at adults. They already, and then other parents bring their kids completely unprepared, whether they're not wearing a gi, their gi's too big. They're stepping on it. Um, they're, they're, it's crazy that people, it's fucking, it's crazy that people put their kids, so many kids in the fucking jujitsu class will be wearing pants and they step on the pants. You put your kids in fucking pants that are too long in a jujitsu class that your kid's stepping on the class, your kid has no chance. Yeah, you can't even take a minute to sit down and roll them up. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you are you lack that of much awareness? A uh, caller high. Hello, friends. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, enjoying the podcast. It's good. Um, as always. Thank you. Maybe you could give Kurt. Um, maybe you could give Kurt a call. A little pep talk. I hated that just one person doesn't like the show. <laughs> Stuck on that one guy. Kurt will be all right. He'll figure it out eventually. <clears throat> I told you I'd call in um, to give you the story of my my very um, Pukey the clown Christmas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You got rabdo. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Yep, rabdo myelitis or something like. Have that. you ever had it before? I haven't. No, and, and, I checked it off the the CrossFit uh, bucket list. And, but you are you are an extreme person. I am. So so when I heard that, I was like, okay, let's, this this guy probably trains fucking ten times as hard as fucking the average person. I was I was uh, it was dumb. Um, it was uh, I like to when I got it. Um, I I hate saying that I got it. Um, I I gave it to myself okay. because it had nothing to do with CrossFit. Um, it, it was my own doing. You you don't get rhabdo like you get a cold, right? Like it's not in the air. You can't catch it. Like no, it's uh, if it's exercise induced, it's it's likely your fault. Um, unless you know you're in the CrossFit Games and 
you have the muscle up marathon. Um, well, also if it's your, if it's your first day of class and the instructor has you do a hundred jumping pull-ups and he tells you, Hey, try to lower yourself as slow as possible. Then, then I'm going to have to give some blame to the instructor. Well, uh, I've been doing CrossFit for the better part of eight years. Um, so I know better. Um, and I hadn't done a pull-up intensive workout, um, for quite some time because of training, uh, for fighting. And then on top of that, I had a, a break for, um, uh, my family. And so I go into this workout and it's like a fantasy land light, if you will. Um, there's 20, uh, pull-ups, 20 push press, 20, uh, 15 test bar, 15 front squats, um, 10, uh, muscle ups and 10, uh, thrusters. Damn. And going into that, looking at that workout, I should have known like, wow, that's a lot of pulling. That's a lot of pull-ups. And I know that, I mean, when a lot of CrossFitters get rhabdo, it's from (laughs) pull-ups, you know, for, for, for one reason or another. Um, So I should have known better. And I guess I had uh, underestimated the the skill that, that I maintained in being able to do the butterfly pull-ups and to do the chest to bar and to be able to still do muscle-ups, even though like, I hadn't trained that movement. The skill was still there. Um, but the muscular like aperture wasn't there anymore. Um, so I think that was the, the, the big impetus for it. And then I worked out the following day as well, which had, you know, um, a pretty big pulling section, like in the strength portion, um, before the actual wad started, it was, uh, imam and a half for six rounds. Um, uh, worked to a heavy double, uh, clean, uh, for two. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I did a lot of damage to my biceps essentially and my lats. Did you know right away? I had a suspicion on day, day two, um, but I wasn't overly concerned. Um, I just, my muscles were, were extremely sore and I couldn't really straighten out my arms. And I thought, man, I didn't do a cool down. I should have done a cool down. I should have rolled, should have, could have, should have, would have. And yeah. then, so I was like, well, I'm going to go back in and work out and get this stuff broken up and, and loosened up and feel better. The third day, um, that's where I, I started really kind of, I had it in my head where I, I knew it had to be a concern. Um, like let's, let's rule this out at least. Um, so that was Thursday. Did you pee the Coke? Did you that. pee the Coca-Cola? Once, only once, believe it or not. Um, one pee. And that was, uh, the day I went to the doctor, which was a Friday. Um, and so Thursday we got hit with this crazy ice storm or like this flash freeze snowstorm. Um, <clears throat> so I didn't work out that day. My biceps were extremely swollen. I couldn't straighten them out. Um, and they, they looked like water balloons. They looked like they were filled with water. It was very odd looking. Um, and uh, I hadn't had the pee or anything like that. Um, and then the next morning they heard even more, like nothing was getting better. It seemed to be progressively getting worse. Um, and so, you know, I turned to my wife and I said, I need to go to the doctor. Um, I need to rule out rhabdo. Did she say quit being a pussy? Yeah. She was like, you'll be fine. Get over it. Um, here's your daughter, carry her for a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I called the doc and they were able to get me in that day. I went in and I said, Hey, I'm here to get a blood test, uh, to test for rhabdo. I have uh, some bicep injuries. Um, and the doctor that came in was a very overweight, uh, general practitioner. 
who had a lot of thoughts about how I should exercise. Um, and told me that I should. Does he know you beat work. people for a living? He doesn't, you know, he doesn't know, you know, my background of, of, of knowledge, which to him probably doesn't matter anyway, cause it's not backed by a degree, but with eight years of fitness and then bodybuilding before that. And you're a nutritionist and you're a nutritionist. He doesn't know that. I am a nutritionist, certified nutritionist, um, signed off by, uh, Selamatosian and Matt Souza. Um, level uh, two and, with Kaleeb. You can get level two with Kaleeb. Level two, <laughs> level two. <laughs> Let me help you on your nutrition journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you can treat me for rhabdo. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he had, you know, he had no, no idea what I knew or what I could know. He assumed that I was some dumb jock who was doing too many bicep curls. And he told me that I should only do sets of 10 of biceps curls and then, and then take a break and work triceps more. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, and so I told him I was doing CrossFit. It was pull-ups. And he was like, yeah, do it in sets of 10. I was like, it was. In fact, it was in, set, it was in sets of eight, sometimes sets of five. <laughs> he has no idea quite a bit yeah <laughs> and it was just impossible for me to explain but what i was really uh kind of kicking myself in the butt about was that because of my um my lack of foresight going into that workout now i gave myself rhabdo and i'm going into this physician's office and he's wagging his finger at me telling me crossfit's bad and i thought shit like I, I, I just made CrossFit look bad. And for those who are thinking about doing CrossFit, who are listeners or, 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 you know, are new to CrossFit, don't be afraid of that because what I was doing was backed by years of skill and a lot of, uh, idiot ego of trying to complete the workout. Are you it, all better now? How many days did you spend in the hospital? Three days. Are you all better? Um, how long ago was that? I'm all better. Uh, that was Saturday through Monday. Can you, you could go in the gym right now and do like five chest bar pull-ups. No, it's not recommended because my biceps could still be healing. Although I can extend them and they're not swollen anymore. Um, recommended by the I, same doctor though. No, I actually, uh, he wasn't my primary care. Um, but, uh, he was filling in for her or whatever. She was, she was on maternity leave. Bruce, um, he did, uh, he did a hundred, a hundred pull. And these are a hundred pull-ups, hundred push press, uh, uh, seventy-five toes to bar, uh, seventy-five front squats, um, fifty muscle ups, and fifty thrusters. That was the workout. I mean, it was it, it's all unbroken. Oh shit! <laughs> and when he says unbroken, divide all those numbers uh, by five. So he did, you know, the ten, 10 pull, ten muscle ups, uh, twenty. Okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, keep us posted. So, I, I hope you heal. I hope you heal up. I, I'm curious if you're going to be freaked out now to go that hard. No, I'm not. But I have made some some critical adjustments um, <laughs> given the, uh, the the circumstances. It uh, uh, I went in at sixty seven thousand CK levels, and the the doctors were freaking the fuck out. And so this doctor that I saw, he was not convinced it was rhabdo, and and was was um, edging against it, saying that I just needed to stretch my muscles out. And so I basically had to push back on him and say, no, I need a blood panel. And he was like, fine, we'll do a blood panel. They called me the next day and they were like, go to the fucking hospital. You're about to die. Damn. Um, and so on my way to the ER, I blacked out while I was driving and I probably made it about a hundred yards before I came to and realized, I don't know what the fuck just happened. 
And so I called 911 and pulled over. And thankfully, I was right next to a police station that had EMS. And so they threw me in the back of the truck and took me to the hospital. And that's where I spent Christmas. Um, I had some pretty significant liver damage. Um, no, nothing irrecoverable, uh, no kidney damage, um, thankfully. Um, but, uh, the, the levels were extremely high and they were, they were pretty freaked out as, as I was myself. And it's a very, uh, opening experience to be holding your three month old in a hospital bed hooked up to IVs and EKG and, um, and, and she's just smiling and laughing. And all you're thinking about is like, man, I could lose a kidney or I could die. And you think about the, the absence, right? I wasn't afraid of dying. I was afraid of that absence, like not being there for her, not being able to run with her and play soccer with her growing up or something. Um, and all I could think about was man, like I, I drink, I, I drink, uh, probably I, I was drinking probably, uh, close to every night. Um, if not every night, whether it was like three to six seltzers a night and it was just seltzers and it was so benign and my life is wonderful and nothing's affected by it. Uh, my family's great. All right. All uh, right. Easy, buddy. Easy, 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 yeah. easy, easy. But hear me out. This is, this is my, this was my previous reasoning for it of, okay. to why I was never acknowledging it. Okay. Um, it was, I was blind to it. I was choosing to be blind to it. Okay. Um, and so, um, that's when I thought, I used to think, well, I'm young and it's like, whatever, I'm going to recover by the next morning. No big deal. Um, but then I started thinking the accumulative damage that you're doing to your organs every night, you might be healthy and you might be able to recover. But what if something else comes in from the outside, like a rhabdo and you're, you just set yourself over the edge because you chose to drink every night and now you lose a kidney, not because of rhabdo, but because you were putting your kidneys and your organs under so much stress every night. And you failed to observe that and make an adjustment just because things were going well. Okay. So, so so don't drink, uh, be smart with your workouts and don't die while you have a young daughter. Correct. Exactly. Uh, I want to give you one piece of advice from Trish in the comments. Uh, Don't chop your kid's dick off and go rest up. (laughs) I I, I definitely won't chop my daughter's (laughs) dick off. Don't worry, Trish. All right. Hey, thank you, brother. I'm glad you're okay. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys. You take care. Bye. Bye how many seltzers you have and what you're drinking. Just, I drink. That's enough. One sentence. I drink. Need specifics. Mr. Vowell. You owe me 99 cents for that therapy. Uh, There was uh, Matt uh, Matt Schindeldecker uh, in regards to what Matt was saying about people needing to get together and talk. Uh, Matt's right in most cases, especially with youth and trauma we see them go through. Matt, you, but Matt, what about the fact that most of these kids have just fucked up parents anyway, and it's the talking that fucked the kids up. That's what I'm worried about. Just leave it at Matt's right. Okay, fine. Matt's right. <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, Matt's right. Okay. The Matt's <laughs> are right. The Matt's are right. That wasn't a nice wrap up. He, he got 14 minutes. <clears throat> if I wrapped it up, it's three minutes. Longer than Nate. Listen, listen, guys, if you're not going to tell me a story about Daniel Brandon or there's no nudity in it or something, you get four minutes most. <laughs> Don't need near death stories, okay? Uh, I, I, you know, we don't get a lot of callers here. I don't want to hate on anyone, but, but there's got to be some sort of ground rules. So changes to the Dylan podcast. Okay. 
uh, hey, you know what? You know what's interesting too about what Kurt said is that um I don't even I don't think we I don't think we've brought up Jeffrey Epstein. I don't really talk about Epstein on this show. That's why I thought it was because he I couldn't even watch the Netflix special. I watched like thirty minutes. I'm like, this is fucking gross. Uh, Philip Kelly, four ninety nine caller. You'll be all right. I spent two days in the hospital with rhabdo glad you're still here and able to tell us about this yeah thank you because the guy was in the hospital for like a month who was oh that philip guy kelly. yeah yeah philip kelly yeah yeah caleb don't worry i didn't cut my hair okay good That's i know nice. you're i know you're really concerned with me potentially cutting it in one of the last shows so massively concerned <laughs> So you guys know Andrew Tate got uh, arrested. We still have no fucking exact idea why. Um, that depends on where you're getting your sources, but it could be fucking bad. It could be. Uh, bad. He's already it's, been released. I, he has. Yeah, and did you see him on uh, one of the Nelk Boys podcasts? He almost predicted this exact thing. He said, "Once you go outside the matrix and they tell you to keep your mouth shut, he goes, I've already burned one of my lives because they canceled me.' He goes, the second life I'll burn is after they arrest me, and then the third one will be when they try to kill me.'" He already tweeted that he put the Matrix sent its agents. So he's already out. It's crazy. What the accusations are is that he's basically collecting girls and then using them to run OnlyFans pages. Is that the basic charge? I, I mean, yeah, I think that was the that was a presumed uh, a charge. Is there a caller on? What's that noise? Oh, yeah. Caller, hi. Oh, hi. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you guys doing? Hi, Kurt. Is um, it, is it I Kurt? Wanted, no, not, not Kurt. No, oh, it's not oh, Kurt. Oh, oh. Don't do that to me. Um, I wanted to touch on something that you guys had talked about. What, what was his name the other day? Rod Richards. Rod Richards. Oh yeah, Rod yeah. Richards. The 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 uh, father. The, the, the father. guy who does the father. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and I was trying to look at it from both perspectives because you had brought up that towards the end of the podcast where you had brought up like why tell your kids or why talk to your kids that they're different race, different, whatever. Like what's the purpose for that? And he kind of pushed back a little bit just for the sake that he wanted to be the one that uh, introduced that to his kids just to prepare them just to be the ones to prepare them. Yeah, I was like, hey, um, why why tell your kids that the world hates black people or hates Jews? Yeah. That's like a common yeah. theme among yeah. Jews and blacks. I'm like, why not just let them figure it out? No one told me that yeah. when I was 16, my nose was going to grow in and that fucking I'll never pick a girl up at a bar because I'm 5'5". Five five. Like, no, like, I had to figure that shit out on my own. <laughs> like, someone needs yeah. to see me play Frisbee or I have to be able to look in your eyes and talk to you before I can fucking hold your hand. I, yeah, I have limits. I, I have that. limits I, of what I'm capable of in this world. Yeah, and so I appreciated his perspective on it. Um, at the same time, but I, I, I kind of, I, I see, cause my, my son, nine years old, he has a black friend and plays with him all the time. I've been on the same soccer team, but my son has no idea he's black. Right. He, what, what is that? What does that matter? He plays with him and they're buddies and none of that matters until somebody tells that kid that he's black or somebody tells my son that he's black and it's like oh wow now we have to be different like what's the point and what's the point in that who who does that benefit absolutely nobody nobody it benefits nobody maybe there was a time when it benefited you i don't fucking know but it benefits in the in the bigger picture now you're absolutely right it benefits fuck basically what you're doing the truth is is you're basically te- teaching your kid to be racism racist you're planting yeah. the seeds sure. of ra- racist ideology in your head and you're indoctrinating your child that's it yeah 
Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to lead with that because I had, I had a li- I had an email that I received this last week from my kid's school district. And I thought that you would enjoy this. It's, okay. it's short. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Is there nudity in it? Uh, <laughs> then it better no, be short no. then. Okay. It is short. I promise. Um, this is uh, the school district has been identified as significantly disproportionate under the category of any discipline as related to the discipline of black African-American students who receive special education services. Uh, the state defines any discipline as any of the following office referrals and school suspension and out of school suspension. As a result, as a result, uh, the district must develop a comprehensive coordinated early intervening services plan. Then they get some bullshit acronym uh, that addresses the district disproportionate disproportionality in this area with this subgroup. Basically they're saying I, that kids who are the darker, the color of your skin, <laughs> the more you're fucking getting suspended and referrals and getting in trouble at school. And that there's, they're blaming the district for it. And well, they're, but they're not going to, they're not going to with this, what they're trying to bring forward through data and community partners and, you know, other bull crap. Um, they're pretty much setting something up where they're not, that's not going to be an issue anymore. There's not going to be, uh, in school suspension for the, this disproportionate subgroup of what they, Hey, why don't they just suspend, why don't they just suspend more white kids and and balance that shit out? Exactly. Exactly. The fucking logic here. How do they not see that the whole premise is built on a foundation of racism? that they are fucking the backbone of systemic racism just with what they fucking said. You're ju- first you're judging I, I, people by the color of their skin and then you're putting some sort of metric to it. It's fucking nuts. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to be involved in my kids in my kids uh, school district and and go to these meetings where they talk about all this garbage, but I mean, man, when they send emails out like this, it, it uh, how, as a parent, what, like, I, I just, I'm totally speechless. I am, I have, I, I'm just totally, uh, totally speechless. I, I, I don't, I don't want to bet. I don't want to bag on, um, uh, I, I don't want to participate in the, in the metrics of people by their skin color. But that being said, if they're going to do that, they have to have other fucking correlates. They have right. to have like what's the what's the income of these families that are being suspended without looking at color. What's the what's the um are are they also tardy to school? Um, are their parents married? It's it's the exact same thing when people say, "Hey, um, uh, 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 melanated people are disproportionately shot and arrested uh, by police," without mentioning that fifty one percent of the murders happen in this country. From 6% of the population, melanated men with penises. And it's like, once you look at that, you realize that other number doesn't even matter how many people who's in jail. And if you, they're just, they're just taking data in a fucking uh, um, vacuum. Oh, Dylan, you didn't have to do that. God damn it. Dylan, I love you. Sign up for the Dylan podcast. Link in Sevon's bio. <laughs> Come on, dude. I love you to death. I love it that you call in and that all the callers need to get ripped on. Hey, are you going to pull your kid out of school? 
I'd love to. I can't with my work schedule and my wife's a nurse. And Get a mistress. Get a mistress. You. Have a raise. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But just, I mean, just wrap it up real quick. And, kind of how I, and, and, and how I started is like, who does this, like, who does this help? Who does this serve? Like, it serves absolutely nobody. You take the wind out of the teacher sales who... How about the good kids? How about the good kids, kids who are melanated who yeah, now also have to fucking exactly. be a part of that? Now, now everyone's and, looking and, at them like, oh, you can't get suspended. You can do whatever you want. And they, no, no smart person wants to be with any assholes. Like, there's not, there's not like, there's not yeah. parents there, black parents there who are like, oh, this is great. Not if you have a straight A student, it's not. You're fucking pissed. And, and the animosity that you create with, with uh, the white kids or the Asian kids or whoever else that now what I'm getting suspended for the same types of things or getting in trouble for the same types of things that these other people aren't getting suspended for. It just creates, there's again, it, it serves nobody. It's just super frustrating, super frustrating. So all right, all right brother. Kurt. Thank let's you. Go back to back and I'll Kurt. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh, DJ, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying, but here, here's the thing. Like, if you need a bouncer for a, if you need a bouncer, I, I might, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, this one's really cool. Uh, two ninety nine. I heard. I'd never heard this about ice baths before. This explanation of why ice baths are so valuable. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but if it is true, fuck, it's amazing. Here we go. As we apply thermal stress and we expose ourselves to heat or cold, our body tries to defend itself. Mm -hmm. So how does it defend itself? It strengthens. If you get in an ice bath, your liver will freak out. It will panic and it will dump cold shock proteins into your blood to try to save your life. And these magnificent proteins are free. They're made by your liver. You have an endless supply of them. It dumps them into the bloodstream and scours the body of free radical oxidation, increases the rate of protein synthesis. You feel amazing, not because you've reduced inflammation, because your liver just tried to save you. So we apply a thermal stress. That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get one when I get home. Are you? What are you going to get? <clears throat> are you going to try to get one of the like like, super, super nice ones that's like permanently cold and looks like a small Honestly, I could, I've seen a bunch of YouTube videos where you can just like make one yourself. Yeah. But like on those deep freezes, and I think I might just do that. Just like get one on Craigslist and like fix it up, clean oh, yeah. it out. Yeah, that's smart. A meat freezer. I would do it if I had the space in my apartment. Hey, Sevon, that guy was uh, kind of the example that I was talking about earlier when you said like, I don't know why kids send their, or I don't know why people send their kids to school. And I was like, it's just because the the system in which they live in, there's no, there's like really no other option for two working parents or unless you have the luxury to kind of like be there, unless you radically like change a bunch of stuff. Right. And so that's it's 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 interesting because even as more and more like as the school squeeze the vice on controlling your kids more than the parents have, it still will take so much more for people to just completely reject the school system and start pulling their kids out at, at numbers that would actually invoke change. Just because most most parents just don't have either the economic freedom to do that or well, pretty much that's what it comes down to, the economic freedom to be able to do that. I don't like that talk, Sousa. 
I know, but I it's, it's I interesting don't like that too. talk. They're, all they're going to do is think, oh, you don't have, we'll just give you more money so you can do it. No, no, no. This isn't, um, this isn't a product to talk of like the government. The government will never give you more money so you could do it if that's the case. But it also goes to show why most people don't flee countries, even under the worst conditions, unless it's war torn and they're like absolutely forced to leave. So if you really look into immigration, a ton of people are looking for, uh, better lives, but it's not like they're picking up from a mediocre life and moving. Most of them won't leave until their homes start to get like absolutely destroyed and they become uh, refugees. Or the little alternative is to stay in and die because conditions are so bad. But if it's just above that point, most people will still stay. I I, I hear you. Unfortunately, when I, when you describe it like that too, I think I would be one of those people. Uh, just I, I hate change on certain levels. Most people do. Uh, before Elizabeth Warren lost her mind, she wrote a great book called Two Income Trap. We've tried to convince women they have to work in order to have value to society. Primary duty is raising kids. No shit. Mm-hmm. God, she's fucking lost her shit. I came across this stat the other day. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's net worth when she took office, according to the Washington Free uh, Beacon, was $31 million when she took office. In 2008. Now, in 2021, her net worth has increased by $140 million, and she's now worth $171 million. Must have been a couple good years for her, huh? (laughs) Couple. Here's the thing. I have no problem. Get as rich as you fucking want, but how did you do that while being a public servant? Like, you're a public fucking servant shouldn't be allowed to do that but they but them like most of the people in our government regulate themselves uh okay we talked about epstein um oh uh yeah oh my goodness hey i want i do that's awesome you pulled this up will you go to that website that, that instagram account sure. look at th- look at this one i want to ask who's what he thinks about this go to the top uh one of the greatest. Of yes, one, one of the them. greatest. Have you seen this? This is fucking fascinating. That no one is talking about. Okay. Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, has been quietly building a massive position in Occidental Petroleum, adding $8.6 billion in shares so far this year, bringing his total position to over 20% of the company. And I think I figured out why. I noticed that Occidental has spent $20 million in corporate lobbying this year alone. This is the second most of any company just behind Amazon. And this is where it gets interesting. I did some digging and noticed that almost all of it is for something called the 45Q tax credit. So in short, right now, the government will give you $50 per ton if you burn fossil fuels, catch the emissions before it's in the atmosphere, and stick them in the ground. But with the 45Q tax credit, that $50 per ton would increase to $85 and then an incredible $180 per ton if the carbon is already in the atmosphere. And wouldn't you know, this tax credit was included in the inflation reduction bill that was just passed. So why would Occidental spend $20 million trying to get this tax credit? Occidental is the unmatched leader in this carbon capture technology. Just the other month, they announced that they're going to build 69 carbon capture facilities, each capable of collecting 1 million tons of carbon from the air a year. And I did the math. 1 million tons of carbon captured annually at 69 facilities at $180 per ton comes up to $12.4 billion in tax write-offs every year, which is not too bad for a $20 million investment, if you ask me. If you want to see what else companies are lobbying for. Hey, I looked up that company, too. That's a fucking legit company. That, uh, that that you can trade. By the way, that whole carbon capture thing smells like a complete bullshit. 
Can you imagine? Basically, they're putting in a giant air cleaner on planet Earth that's supposed to fucking do something for all. Like, shut the fuck up. That's got to be doing more pollution. There's so many reasons why my logic meter goes, there's no fucking way that's working. There's no fucking way that that works. You can't clean our air with fucking machines that require fuel to burn, to fucking run the machine to clean the air. Like, this is batshit crazy. I mean, I'm open to it, but there's no fucking way it works. No, it doesn't. No fucking way. You eat a dick. There's no fucking way it works. There's no fucking way it works. Hey, it's like this. Let me ask you this. Let me have you, let me ask you this. You, someone will say car seats work and they save babies' lives. Okay, fine. Uh, what what's the uh, environmental impact on car seats worldwide? And how many years do they shorten people's lives by by the off gassing and all the shitty stuff that they do to the planet, or ones that fall off the shelf and hit hit and kill people? Like, let me see the whole fucking equation. Let me see the whole fucking equation on car seats. It's like that. There's no there's no. It's like the electric car. There's no fucking way that that is somehow helping the planet at the end of the day. Maybe eventually, maybe we have to go down this way to trudge up the technology to, um, to, to one day it will, but there's no fucking way. Just, a, it, just my bullshit meter goes off. Yes, you can claim your trees. That's a great question. I like your name too. Be the gardener. Get a profile pic, please. <laughs> Required. Even yeah, I've got a perpetual motion machine to sell you too. Yeah, exactly. Something is um a myth. Yeah, I'm not saying that they can't build a machine that scrubs carbon from the air. I'm just saying that the net uh, benefit to society because of it, whatever it, it's can't, can't be. There there's no I, Just cuz you call it a carbon scrubber. <laughs> you call it a fucking electric car, we all know fucking it takes shitloads of fucking oil to fucking keep that thing going. And 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 uh and um coal and whatever nuclear whatever they're doing. You could be so confidently wrong, Trish. Trish also said my thoughts on on politics are muddled. It's not. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm. Um. Uh. I. I. I just. It just sets off my bullshit meter. That's what. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Like you. There's no way you can hear hear that and just think that it works. It works for uh, Warren Buffett's um, potential tax write-offs there and future investments. Right, right. Yeah, I guarantee that. I think that stock so, is going to skyrocket. Yeah, especially if he pumps it like that. I don't know what ice baths do either, but whatever that guy said, I'm, I'm like, I, I do know that ice baths have some. Did they jump in cold water? I feel fucking great. I don't know if I want to talk about polar bears. <laughs> Because I kind of wanted to make a thumbnail talking about it. In 1950, there were 10,000 polar bears. Today, there are approximately 30,000 polar bears. The polar bear populations keep increasing. Increasing from what? From the 10,000 in 1950. Is that a lot or a little? I don't know. But basically, the only uh, polar bears... The thing is, is they're used as sort of the metric for global warming and climate change and all that shit. Yeah. And yet they've said that they're losing, they're losing, um, habitat to live in right. because of the climate change, but you can go and start searching and you can find tons of articles and you can start looking at the data and you can be like, wait a second, but they've increased since 1950 when there were only 10,000. Now here's the argument. 
they're saying that the only reason why the polar bear numbers are larger today than they were in 1950 and why they keep going up every year is because of uh, um, laws around hunting them. So you're no longer allowed to hunt them. That's why the population increased. It's yes. Or, um, or, there, or there's some, I don't know if you're not allowed to, but some restrictions. Okay. Okay. And so how is it, but yet there, it's the poster child for climate change. Right. That you remember seeing the one polar bear like floating on that small little piece of ice. That yeah. They used as like the, yeah. the picture for that slogan. Yeah. And National Geographic showed a polar bear, uh, like um, emaciated polar bear, and they told the whole story about it, that it was starving. And later on, a bunch of people who were pro-climate change were like, hey, just so you know, that story is not true. There's yeah. no fucking way that they can know what the problem is with that polar bear. Well, isn't that whole entire thing just completely uh, debunked when you look at the banks and the insurance companies giving out loans and uh, policies to all those homes that they said would be underwater within a certain amount of time? I mean, like, yeah. no institution of that caliber is going to... Uh, allow things that they would are for certain are going to be underwater and, and develop policies or write out mortgages and stuff for them. That that doesn't make sense. So the polar bear. So, yeah. So the polar bear thing, I think it's just BS. I think it was a convenient uh, statistic, you know, like, Hey, this kind of, this could match what we're saying and people are going to get emotionally attached to this because they're helpless, helpless animals. And that always pearls on the emotional string. Like the commercials come on for all the dogs that are like in the shelter and shit. Yeah. You can't tell me you don't see that commercial and you and you have a dry eye afterwards and don't want to adopt a, a, a dog or something out of those. <laughs> the song that goes with it. Yeah, exactly. So like they know that and I mean that's marketing at its finest. So if you could package something with a story and, and put some emotion into it, humans will throw out any logical sense whatsoever and they're gonna be like, Yeah, but did you see those dogs in the cage? And like they're, you're too so focused sad. on the stories and the emotions. And especially now we're far, far, far more emotional than we are logical by any means. So it's just a perfect way to market you an idea. And if you get a dog at, uh, from a breeder, you're an asshole. <laughs> Buy it from a breeder. Colton Mertens. Yeah, oh, my God. Want. Have you guys seen the new new Wad Zombie sticker of Colton Mertens? No. Is that on his site? Is it it awesome? is cr- Dude. First of all, Wad Zombie is going to burn in hell. It's probably like blasphemous, but it is so good. It's the best sticker he's ever made. It is so good. Everybody's calling out the song in the arms of an angel. (laughs) That is the song they play with it. Yeah. I mean, humans are simple, right? It's just like inputs coming in and you could already guess what the outputs are going to be. That's what makes AI so scary. Because at some point, the supercomputer just knows exactly what to input to get you to react a certain way. And you think that you're doing it on your own, but you're not. It's just the inputs that are coming in. Patron saint of hard work. I'm telling you that. Oh, shit. That. uh, Look at that. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It is crazy. I'm sticking that on my van. (laughs) That's so good. It is nuts. I wonder That's if he amazing. laughed when he saw it. I wonder if he, what he thought. He probably did a like an air chortle. He goes, and then went on about his day. Oh, that cat. That's the song they're going to play at your funeral. Jeez Louise. Have you ever heard that joke about uh, somebody saving up a shit ton of money to invite John Stamos to their funeral? No. As like a, so, <laughs> I forget which comedian it was, or actually, I don't remember where I, oh, I heard I wish it, it was a true story. It's not an original thought. And he goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm just going to save up all this money and just throw a complete wrench as my last like joke to where that way everybody's at the funeral and they're all sad and crying. And then they look and they're like, Is that 
is that fucking John Stamos over there? <laughs> How did he know John Stamos? That's pretty good. If you care about your family, you'll do that. I want to show you a story of a... Well, let's just look at the story. 293. This is a guy who... Um, a friend called him. I guess Buffalo had a crazy storm. I looked yesterday and 40 people have died in it already. Got trapped. 40 people froze to death. Damn. And this guy, maybe you can not, don't start with this, but start somewhere. Is there another picture? Skip over this. Show the group photo. So this guy, this guy basically gets a call. There, uh, there he is right in the center. Okay. So this guy gets a call. From a friend and says, hey, dude, I'm fucking my car broke down. I need fucking help. So he goes out to save his friend in his car and his car breaks down and he realizes he's going to fucking freeze to death. So he gets out of his car and while he's looking for going door to door, he finds two other people in their cars who are stuck who are going to freeze to death. And one of them is an old lady. So it must be one of those people in the picture and one of them someone else. Right. And he uh, he goes door to door looking for a fucking place to stay. And the people in Buffalo turn them away. They're like, no, you can't stay the night here. No, they can't stay the night here. And it's freezing outside. Oh, freezing. So he comes across a school. And he breaks into the school and he opens the school. And then he goes back out and he finds these other people who are in their cars freezing and he brings them all in there. That guy in the middle with the fucking apron on or the, the not apron. What are those things called? Overalls. Snow pants. Snow pants. Thank you. So why isn't the title of this story, White Man Saves Nine Black People? Well, because it fucking doesn't matter. But but if you're going to go the other way and you're going to say white cop kills or anything about fucking anyone, then you have to report every fucking story like that. And since they're not, this guy broke into the school and then broke into their cafeteria and fed all these fucking people. He took the lead and did that. In California, he'd have been charged. <laughs> uh, he left this note at the school to whoever may concern. I'm terribly, terribly sorry about breaking into the school window and for breaking into the kitchen. Uh, I got stuck at 8 p.m. Friday and slept in my truck with two strangers just trying not to die. Uh, there were seven elderly people also stuck out of fuel. I had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter and food and a bathroom. Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow. Are you fucking kidding me? What a great fucking story. He's 27. The kid. It's just, it's, it, these are the stories. Like, you, these are the stories that should be fucking highlighted. By the way, I saw this on Fox News on uh, the Gutfield show or one of those shows. Yeah, that's a great story, but it's also a little concerning how, like, he went door to door and, like, nobody let him in. That part is concerning, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it helps save all those other people that didn't really have a plan or weren't able to physically, like, do what, what he was capable of. Another reason why physical uh, health is, or being physical and healthy is so fucking important because if you look at everybody in that photo, um, you could tell why they broke into their cars and then they would struggle to have to go hike out to go find something on their own. Oh yeah, the 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 two people on the end, the guy in the green and the lady in the pink. I can't even believe they fucking made it. They, yeah, 
And so it actually worked out. Just alive, yeah. It actually worked out that nobody did let him inside the house because then he would have secured himself and then not been able to uh, do what he did to save all those other people. So in the end, it worked out. But yeah, super concerning. But also put yourself in that situation. Like it's it's late, it's dark. You don't have even access to to help if if something Horrible. were to happen to you guys. Someone comes knocking on the door. I mean, everybody's in different positions, right? What do you do? Step on with your three boys? Oh, I'd you know, be I'd, fucked. I'd be fucked. Like, hey, dude, I'd be I could, fucked. You know, I could lock you into my, you know, uh, studio or something like that, right? But at the end of the day, it's like you're really thinking, like, wait, who is this guy, and what are they going to do to me? So that's a, that's a hard. Oh, you mean if? In. Oh, you mean if they came to my house? No, I was. If I was came picturing to your... myself being stuck in the snow. Oh, another another scenario on the flip side of that, but no, you know, just imagine that you're sitting there. Who the fuck's that at the door? I don't know. Yeah. Open it up. It's freezing. It's just that dude. Hey, yeah. man, I'm sorry. My car broke down. I'm freezing. I need a place to stay. Is it okay if I stay here? Yeah. How you know? How do you handle that situation too? It's tough. It's Buffalo. It's bu- <laughs> uh, Blaine Gabbert. I don't know who that is. Saving four people on his jet ski from a helicopter crash. Wow. That's cool too. Uh, everyone worried about a crazy person knocking on your door. You're knocking at the crazy man's house. Oh, mm, good perspective too, Jerry. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this next one's, uh, I don't know. This is definitely inappropriate. Uh, two ninety two. You got have to watch very closely the beginning of this video. What look where this girl's hands are. Look very closely as this video pops up and look where this girl's hands are. I've titled this. We are all animals. Her hand is in her pants. Okay. Look at look at this video. Her hand is in her pants. Look at. She's looking at her phone. <laughs> is that real? It, it looks real. Is that common? He, he titled he titled it quality control. Is that real? Got to be. Oh my gosh. It's on the internet. David ta- I I I understand maybe a sniff test. But but the taste test? Yeah, just like but the taste test yeah sniff test yeah i don't I, nice. the taste test is crazy <laughs> but 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 i guess not that crazy we're just animals i just saw it and i go it's just like just like a dog when it just licks like we make fun of dogs when they're just sitting sitting on the ground just licking their junk i guess i guess sure <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking something else. We're just right there on Instagram, but I can't ask about the efficacy of the vaccine, but you can watch a girl <laughs> reach into her pants, pull it out, and then taste her fingers. That's nasty. There used who would have thought? There used to be this dude at the skate park. <laughs> and on the summer days, he would like skate by, and he'd reach into his pants, and he would rub his hands all over his ball sack, and then he would just ride by you and then just smear it across your face, and he would go, ball sack sweat. And he would just hit random people at the skate park. <laughs> oh, literally, oh, no. 
Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Fuck that guy. That gets yeah. skating a bad name. He got he got popped in the mouth one time for that. Would you yeah, rather didn't, yeah, didn't take Caleb have that guy wipe his ball sweat on you or someone spit on you? Same guy. Would you rather like you lose a bet to him and he's like, and you can choose whether you get the ball sweat or the spit. Honestly, I'm sorry right. I asked you that. Yeah, you don't have to answer that. Take their hands and just wipe it across my face like that. I'd rather get spit on. And uh, you got to imagine this is like summer in Livermore. So it's, you know, a hundred plus degrees out. Yeah. And oh, skateboard, it's the hottest never... place on earth, except for where Caleb is. It is yeah. hot there. And at that time too, if you were a skater, like if you had shorts on, you weren't a skater, you were a Hesher. So everybody's got jeans on, right? And so it's yep. just gnarly. <laughs> Sevon, have you ever oh. given a dirty Sanchez? What's a dirty Sanchez? I think I know what it is, but let me pull it. Dirty Sanchez. Uh, read it before you pull it up. I, I, we already... I think it's where you have some poop on your butt and you wipe it underneath their nose. Yeah. Oh, it has the word victim in it. Uh, <laughs> You're not it's the a victim. fecal mustache. No, I, I don't. Dude, I'm telling you. I don't do any butthole stuff. None. I don't even no have butt a butthole. I don't do any butt stuff. <laughs> no, Christine. I was. It was not me slapping ball sled on people's faces. Oh my goodness! This is disgusting. This dirty Sanchez. You'd be draw a mustache on someone with their own poop. <laughs> uh huh. No, I've never been a. I've never been a victim of one or. Uh, two ninety one. Uh, Matt Fraser. <laughs> the ball sweat dude would also punch your food. Like if you went to go get, if you went to go eat somewhere, like say everybody just went to go grab In and Out or something, and you set your food down and you like left for a second, he would just wait till you turn and he would look and he would just punch your hamburger. Good dude. <laughs> then his pimple would run by and eat it. Hey man, Matt. Uh, Matt's looking good here. I thought he was looking puffy in one of the uh like podcast things he just posted up. I don't know, but I saw this and I'm like, oh, is this dude? This dude looks great. Look at him. I mean, he's smooth. Why not, man? I'm coming. You better turn that music off. So I mean, he's fast, dude. He's moving. Yeah, he's a five time champ. But don't don't go away that fast. Say, yeah. How many rep- how many short repetitions has he done so that he knows how to do that every time without? Nah, doing the open for his HWPO crew. Yeah, he looks great. I wonder if he qualified for a quarterfinal if he'd go. I mean, I'm sure he could qualify for the quarterfinal, right? I'm sure he absolutely would, but I feel like he would not go unless he knew that he was like prepared to win, you know? Savon did an yep. upper decker before he left HQ. No, I, I, was, in de- I was in denial. <laughs> until this, I swear to God, I probably went to work the day after I was fired because I didn't believe it. I was in such denial. Just like drove there and was just like, wait, what am I? Got out of the car. Someone had to probably like call the cops on me. I'm like, what are you doing? They know Bruce, no repped him. Bruce and Corey, no repped him. <laughs> He's a savage. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll do two. Uh, I gotta take the kids to jujitsu soon. We'll do two night. Let's do two ninety. Regret. Oh, this one's this one's good. This is a this is a news anchor. Not in this country. I don't know what country, but they ask him if he uh will check it out. This is good. I, I bet you there's a shitload of people like this. A shitload. I felt incredible peer pressure into getting it, and now looking back, I wish I hadn't. 
Here we go. Harry says, how many COVID injections have you had and any regrets? Yes, uh, I will answer this. I don't mind answering it. I've had two and I do regret them. I felt very, very, very forced into it. I'm not telling anybody else not to get them. I've got no problem with anyone doing it at all. I felt incredibly peer pressured into getting it. And actually now when I look back on it, I wish I hadn't. Why? Not because of the injection itself, but because I feel I didn't do it for the right reasons. I did it because I caved into pressure and that doesn't make me feel nice about myself. There you go. Ask a question. I will answer it. A lot of people hey. that would have said it's not in your business, not me. Anyway. Wow. So, so here's, we talked about this on the show. That is going to be something that people are going to have to – that's really going to affect a lot of people long-term. It's going to be hard for people to forgive themselves. I wish it wasn't. But they're going to they're gonna, it, 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 – this thing is going to make – this thing makes a lot of people feel dirty. Hey, do you get pressured within your, like, circle of friends or people you associate with? Did you, get, I, did you feel I, that at all? I'm so fucking aggressive. I don't think so. They were just like new not to even fucking go there with you. I'm so I'm ready just on a moment's notice to just fucking get at it with someone. So I, 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 you know, people whisper around me, like if they think if they like, no, I don't did think so. But, but I sensed it amongst all my friends and, and the pressure was real. Right. Yeah. Did you get disincluded from anything? Yes. Like, that yes. All, all sorts of family shit that I couldn't go to. Wasn't invited to people. Family events moved outside because we went, we had some family in LA and we, the event was supposed to be inside. Then they want us to get COVID tested. We said, no, we don't do that. Play that game. Then they want us to wear masks in the house. We said, no, we don't. I said I would wear a mask. I, and my wife, I, who I can't even fucking believe because she's so docile. She's like, I'm not wearing a mask in front of my kids. I'm not mm. setting that bad example. Mm. Like, holy shit. So then they moved the whole party to outside. Then everyone showed up there with masks. And then by the end of the party, they all took the masks off. But yeah, all sorts of shit like that. We were uninvited to. For college friends, dude. Yeah. yeah parties, yeah. whole parties we were fucking uninvited to. Not allowed yeah. to. There's a party this weekend. Oh, even in the recent. That now. my kids aren't vaccinated. So my kids aren't allowed around the other kids. What the? F oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, bro, bro, Dude, bro look crazy. at how many, look how many people are vaccinated in the United States. It's fucking, uh, they have the COVID vaccine. It's fucking nuts. It says like 69% have one, at least one shot. It's absolutely fucking nuts. Wow. People are going to feel people. That's going to be a tough one. How about you? Did you get, did you get banned from any shit? Yeah. 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 I lost corporate contracts, bro. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> hey caleb saved a lot of corporate contracts well you were up there losing them that's why caleb's on the show he's a businessman caleb saved a lot of corporate contracts do you know how many jobs caleb saved you're welcome you're welcome for my service i'm not lying you're thank yes thank you i got really uh used to saying the words like i understand and i'm comfortable with that that was just my response everybody would always throw out like hey this like this or you won't be able to do this or this or you know just blah, blah blah like all the different reasons why i should and i would just say i would go yeah you're probably right and that's okay i'm comfortable with that and then that was like nobody like i wasn't going to argue on efficacy and get into some like like what, yeah, how do you some argue? pissing yeah some pissing match with another idiot who also doesn't know the same shit i you know like that that makes no sense i just basically just said yeah i understand that and i'm comfortable with that and even once i was told well you you're not getting it or you're not voting like that doesn't even matter like you're just one person. Everybody else is doing it. So whether you hold to this position and be stubborn, it it won't matter. I understand. I'm comfortable with that. Have you looked at any of the new shedding information coming out? 
it's 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 pretty it's 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 unsettling they're basically saying that if that if you if, if you exchange bodily fluids with someone who's vaccinated they're basically finding clots now in people who are unvaccinated who are married to people who are vaccinated there's not a lot of data on it but it's it's unsettling mm, weird Um, I wish I had fought for an exemption. Well, the good thing, I can't believe that you're saying the military, you don't even have to take it anymore, Caleb. Yeah. It's not mandated. All, uh, for all the guys, all the, all the soldiers. Everybody. That's, yeah. That's fucking amazing. We got to have Dale back on. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. It got added to that whole, uh, I think I'm not, I'm probably, I might be wrong on this, but I think it got added to that whole bill that got passed with like everything. Oh, that $1.4 trillion thing? That thing passed? It's either that or the one prior to it. I can't remember. Either way, I heard it passed. Uh, pull up Dr. John Campbell's latest video and watch the intro. Okay, I'll do that today when I'm on the assault bike. Um, I'm the only one in my family uh, who's unvaxxed. Yeah, they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hate you. Oh, uh, Kenneth says probably still a deployment requirement, though. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, I got a religious exemption in my university. Wow, that's that's good news. That's cool. One of the few. Um uh 289. This one I found. I don't know how I don't think of this stuff on my own. I get so frustrated when I see other people thaw this shit before me. This this is uh this is pretty good. This is logic at work. 289. I wish I would have thought of this. Eve is coming up, and I just want to say, don't kiss no men. It's New Year's Eve, not New Year's Steve. Turn lesbian. This is the time. I'm disappointed in the horrible homophobia in this video because I've been reliably informed by LGBT activists that nobody can choose their sexuality. So you can't turn lesbian. It's not, it's, it, that's far right propaganda, actually. It's very dangerous. You cannot change your sexuality unless, of course, you're, let's say, a heterosexual man who, who turns into a woman and is then, but is still attracted to women, in which case you, that's really the only way to turn into a lesbian. I guess you, you have to be a man first, and that's how you can turn into a lesbian. So that, that is the hypocrisy, right? I mean, the, the, we've all heard that before, but if, you, if you're, let's say you're gay, you, uh, let's say I'm gay and I'd like dudes, but let's say I'm not gay, and then someone's like, "Hey, you should just try it out. You should, don't knock until you try it." Well, can you, can I can I change my sexuality or can I not? And by the way, you can definitely change someone's sexuality. You can put them under some really really excruciating circumstances and change their sexuality. It's been done millions of times on the planet. You can do some really just horrible shit with all dudes. That too, <laughs> but you could also do some horrible shit to them as a kid. And you could uh, you can do you can you can change the trajectory of of with the most powerful force a human being will ever uh, experience their sexuality you can you can get it all twisted up you can brainwash people yeah it's all inputs right um two eighty eight uh, this is how real art works he's an alchemist I bet this used to bother him this I fucking love this is where I'm at as a fifty year old man. This is the shit right here. Okay. I'm starving, waiting for my darling to make up her mind. 
Choose what we can eat tonight Cause my stomach's in so much pain What do you want? That's a cool-ass wife. Um, I like her <laughs> a lot. But here, here we go. Here's what's going on here, people. This is what it's like. You always hear that word creative being thrown around. And this is what you do as a creative. Everything that fucking bothers you, everything that hurts you, everything that frustrates you, you start figuring out how to make it content. You start how to fucking make it fun. I guarantee you this fucking was pissing him off for like a 30, 30 seconds or a third of a second before he's like, fuck it. And then you're, you lean into it and your creativity takes over. And the older you get, the more fun this is, right? So um, it used to be someone says to me, hey, uh, you have a huge nose and it hurt my feelings. Now it's like, hey, you want to touch it? You just flip the fucking script. This is creativity uh, uh, sprouts, spawns from shit. It's the fertilizer. And uh, th th I just love it. I just saw this and I was like, yeah, I get this. This is this is creativity in action, right? He's like, fuck, he's waiting for his wife for the thousandth time. <laughs> At some point, it's like, what are you going to do? Well, okay. Lean make into it. Yeah. yeah, make a song. And look how happy his wife is and how fucking she's just glowing. Turtleneck. What is it? Fucking 1960. <laughs> I would, I would let Jeff Baco touch me. Hug me. That was weird when he called in. That was great. Uh, Will, you sound like the guy who stands in Union Square with a microphone telling everyone they're going to hell. <laughs> Will, she, she fucking pegged you, dude. Did you even see what he wrote back? Oh, those those guys are on to something. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then she writes back, <laughs> more like they need to be on something. Well, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Love the banter back and forth in the comment section. I like Will in my DMs. He always pushes me just a little. It's like when my kid says something funny and then says something else. I'm like, dude, you went too far. Like the <laughs> joke, you just went. Will always likes takes me to the edge. Took it too far. Yeah, but I like it. That's funny. Um, Liver King and Shaq Crossfitters rowing across the Atlantic. Okay, let's do. Let's look at this real quick. Uh, two eighty five. Uh, this is Brian Shantosh, uh, married to Nicole Carroll, the head of uh, CrossFit training. They call it something stupid now, like EDU, you jackasses. Uh, but uh, two remarkable people, uh, Nicole Carroll and Brian Shantosh. And this is Chris Smith, who I think also owns a CrossFit affiliate, former Navy SEAL, maybe even Dev Group, maybe a SEAL Team 6 operator. And uh, these fucking guys are rowing across the fucking Atlantic. And there's this thing called an auto trimmer. And it's basically a $500 piece of equipment that sits in a boat that makes it so you can just row and it will steer for you. So you punch in the coordinates and that thing, I guess, went out on their boat. Are you following the story too, Caleb? Yeah. Their auto trimmer went out. So now they have to like navigate as well as row at the same time. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Anyway, I, this is, um, the account is a uh, team shut up and row team shut up and row. Uh, this is a truly, these guys are all cool. Well, the two guys I know on the boat are cool as shit. Um, Shantosh and uh, Chris Smith. Uh, go ahead and hit play. It's, this is a pretty funny clip. What you got going on, Mr. Smith? 
Just row, row, row in the boat, man. Row in the boat. What this? One stroke, you know what this is? What's this? One step, one stroke closer to Antigua. Oh, and there's a fucking another one. Oh, and there's another one. <laughs> what you got going on, Mr. Smith? Just row, row, row in the boat, man. Row in the boat. What this? One stroke, you know what this is? What's this? One step, one stroke closer to Antigua. Oh, and there's a fucking another one. <laughs> That's the oh, bad. And there's another one. <laughs> hey, it's but it's funny and borderline. They're losing their mind. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like you feel the you feel them. <laughs> and that is I recognize Sean Tosh's voice. Uh, that that's really cool. I would I, I could watch fucking clips from that. There's not a lot of clips that they're sending back. I guess they can't. But um, they were really close to the leader until that. Uh, yeah, malfunction happened too, right? Like they were yeah. like, um, the the t- the news that fellow team fight uh ORD has capsized has not been able to right the boat and subsequently were rescued by a bolt carrier ship after deploying their life raft. Holy shit! Fight or die. Oh, say that again. Fight or die. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That's oh, shit. Let me read that again. Wow. The news that fellow team fight or die have capsized, not been able to right the boat and subsequently were rescued by a bolt carrier ship after deploying their raft hits close to home. They were another All-American team, another team of vets, another crew of four. Shut up and Rose rowers and wider support team are relieved to hear that all four crew members were plucked up out of the water successfully. Wow. Damn. Best best wishes to Nick, Chad, Will, and Tommy. Extremely tough times, but we're all glad to see her safe now. I wonder if there's any girl. Uh, Nicole Carroll writes, very sorry to hear this happen to them. and very glad to hear that you all are okay. Holy shit. Yeah, I bet she is. I'd be freaking out if I was Nicole. Yeah. She's fucking married a fucking wild man. Yeah, look at, look at that picture of them like in the middle of the ocean across the globe. That little uh, uh, GPS shot. That one above it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's. What are you doing That's out where there, they are, dude? Like <laughs> <laughs> Bermuda Triangle, dude. Oh, it's all you fun and games. Feel like it's fucking dark out there. Oof. Terrifying. Anyway, give that a follow. That uh, that's gonna be cool. That'll be cool. That'll be fun to follow them and watch them come in if if they make it. Hey, what what a, I, irony, right? The name Fighter Die and they, that boat capsized. Mm. <clears throat> I want to say they've done that before. The fight or die team. They've done that same row or like something Naming similar. Naming is already. the uh, particular origin of all things. Uh, origin. Origin. Uh, Jeremy Garcia, happy new year. Another great year on tap for Seven and Company. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this year. I'm pretty excited about Wadapalooza. I know I'll get burnt out quickly, but right now I'm in the excited phase. <sighs> oh, uh, Oh, mustaches, mustaches. I thought at first she was talking about the rowing thing. I was like, I oh. thought it was, <laughs> was going to be something else horrible. Uh, oh, 283. I wanted to point this out um, uh, to help the CrossFit games out. God knows they fucking need it. If you went over to the, if you go over their Instagram account, 283, uh, I wanted to show you guys that, um, Shadburn faced off against Daniel Brandon and Pelner went up against Noah Olson after <laughs> Pe- Pelner. Hmm. Who's that? What athlete Who is, is that? that? Can, you, can you see that? Check that out. Oh, Oh, Pauly. no shit. Paulie Doherty. I thought, I thought it was a typo for Pat Vellner. 
you jackasses. Do you know how many people have sent you DMs asking you to correct that? He's like the second or third fucking biggest name active in the fucking sport that's got a penis and you can't get his link right. Dang. I remember when that happened to me from the CrossFit HQ site. Dude, we would rail people if a fucking typo stayed in when I was running media. Rail them. Completely fucking. Nice, must have missed it when it happened to me. <laughs> complete. complete we, we, we tagged you wrong? Yep. Well, you, you're not Patrick Vellner. So no. You guys used a picture of uh, one time that we submitted for the workout of the day from my gym. Yeah. And we were super pumped. And you guys tagged the wrong CrossFit. We wrote did, did, multiple did times and nobody ever corrected it. Oh, that sucks. I What year was that? Probably would have been like 2015. I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Oh, the phone rings. And I don't even see. It doesn't even make noise anymore. Caller, hi. Hey. I also want to say one what more thing before you finish up. Uh, CrossFit Games Instagram also reported that Justin Medeiros is the youngest two-time champ ever, which is also fucking uh, wrong. You donkeys, it's Annie Thor's daughter. <laughs> you could go on endlessly. I'll stop there. They have a whole list of things that those knuckleheads do wrong. Okay, go ahead, call. Hey, we can have a live call on show tonight? I, I want to. Is this Gabe? No, it's Jethro. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? Jethro, what's East, up? East Coast, regardless. Regardless, what's up? Oh, isn't that trippy? I, I, I recognize some something's the same. Oh shit, nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna be the last last topic. Do, should we do one tonight? I want to. I sent a text out to Hiller and Susan. Neither of them replied. Uh, oh, I thought that was with Hiller. I I won't be available. Uh, he will not be available. I will not be here. Well, I just called to say Happy New Year to everyone. If you don't have a live call-in show, you just what to say the word called again for me? Called. Well, I wanted wanted to say Happy New Year in case there wasn't a call-in show. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That's really cool. Happy you New do. Year. Yeah. Happy New Year call and show happy new year hey do you have a do you have a brown bag in your car that's full of money no sorry you have a gun in your waistband (laughs) no fuck i don't have you i don't understand you at all then i've completely misjudged you (laughs) no i don't drive i don't drive a a little honda either i I pictured an old american car do you remember that show hunter i'm a night rider Oh yeah, that was a great show too. It was kind of in that era. Hunter, he was a cop, and he had this. He was uh, he had a line. What would he say? He had a big ass gun. God, I'd love that show. I pictured you driving a car like that, old American car. No, I drive a minivan like you. Oh, uh, what do you got? Town and country. Oh, is it good? I just drove an American minivan the other day, and it was fucking awesome. It was so fast compared to my fucking Toyota. Minivans are awesome. Is yours an American? Is it town and country? Is that American car? Chrysler, yeah, Chrysler. Is well, it, everything's made overseas, but is it fast? What year is yours? Yeah, two thousand twelve. Oh yeah, that's I think I don't mine's probably two thousand sixteen. Did you get it? Did you get? Is that the same year you had a kid or something? Is that where you got it? Yeah, I got four kids. So ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, Dick Butter got the Grand Caravan. I don't know which one I drove the other day, but it was it was crazy fast. It's it was way faster than mine. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, do you think we should do a show tonight? Hell yeah. All right. Me too. I like, I want to do holiday shows. I'm in New York, but I got to be in bed by like 10, 10 30. So I just want to say, uh, <laughs> what's up? Anyways. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you calling. You have a very nice voice. Peace and love. Peace and love. Bye. Later, dude.
All right, that's it. I got to go. I'm taking the kids to uh, jujitsu. Uh, guys, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we will probably schedule a show this evening. I'm not sure uh, what time. Are you drinking tonight, Susan? No. I, oh, then, we'll be up early tomorrow, and I got to finish cleaning out the rest of my aunt's storage shed, like right after the podcast. Oh, then that doesn't sound like I don't think I don't believe Susa won't be here tonight. Then, if he's <laughs> uh, all right, uh, thank you, Mr. Beaver. Thank you, Mr. Souza. Thank you for all the uh, listeners. Um, Kurt, uh, may the fleas of a thousand camels infest your armpits. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>